I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Red Room Well, you gotta be a rider Till your fears are diminishing The doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind And the business got me stressed In the rent room We let that shit up off our chest You know the street nerds Got no time for no caca Sass in class Yes, they used to pull a kaja Never have to guess When you're listening to Hilliard He gon' bring more game Than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline Into something enlightening You're pinning words All like bullets in a gun Write what you feel Say what you want Welcome to the Rant Room. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest. You guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room, where we keep it real, we keep it opinionated, we keep it what, y'all? Wakanda. Wakanda. You know how we do it, Dominique. <laughs> <All right. laughs> On this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. So, little disclaimer, Lisa Bolakaj is out again. Doing Come her back, thing. Lisa. Get back, Lisa. Get back safe. She's on the panel, you know, doing her thing. So, I thought she was uh, in a trying to call in. She was. She just hit me up and said, oh, well, it, it, I'm already there. So anyway, so she's on some panel today. Do your thing. Um, so we got my man sitting with us, Tracy Grant, writer, producer himself. Back in the saddle, ready for battle. <laughs> Smack that ass with a paddle. Yes, now you got bars. Oh, well, we got a hip-hop angle today. Nice exactly, to be back. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. We got my man Chris Derrick in the house from the writing directing team, the Derrick Brothers. What's going on, Chris? Not much. Doing my thing today. Yeah. Relaxing. Yeah. I have a little work to do, but, you know, cool. keeping, it, keeping it cool. I'm excited about the new project, though. That shit That's, sounds interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Sounds interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Tracy are going to come through and produce for you. That's good. For That's real. good. That's good. That was that. <laughs> so, <clears throat> if y'all ready to get it in, let's get it in. So today, we got a kick-ass show for y'all. My man in the house, Dominique Santana, actor himself. You producer, right? Oh uh, yeah, just really getting into producing. Oh good. Now. Good. I've been writing. Right. Uh, but we're just now getting into producing. Right, close. Oh, uh, we're just now getting into the producing part. All right. All right. That means you that means you 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 you've been writing to get to get the to get the product. Now you gotta produce the product. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. So I wrote a movie um <clears throat> called Mr. Right. Uh went out straight to network. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was only um own and um B T and a couple good. other outlets. Good for you. And um, I just learned from that experience that I need to control my vision. Great. Don't I say it all the time? <laughs> Absolutely. Be your own boss, Jack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. Absolutely. So we got my man here in the house, uh, Dominique. So thank you, man. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me, man. Exactly, exactly. It's going to be fun. We're just going to be really loose, really kick back. You know, we're just going to have a good time. Let let our listeners all over the world, you know, who, who oh, listen no. to the show, Tune in, get to know you better, and uh, you know support you and all the all the shows and stuff you got the, going on. The brother do, does have a role for which he is perhaps most known for, best known, <laughs> <laughs> just for the audience out right, there. Right, 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 right. Matter of fact, I was thinking about calling this episode "Playing Shook Knight." That's funny. <laughs> 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 so let's go back and tell the kids a little bit where you you were telling them when we we're off air. You know where you're from and how you got into the game. Uh, I, I'm originally from Fayetteville, North Carolina. Right. Uh, that's where I was born and raised for the most part. And then a uh, little bit out west as a kid for about five or six years. Okay. Um, then came back to the east uh, with my family. And uh, eventually after high school, uh, of course, I took theater arts and everything in high school. Had a really phenomenal theater arts teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vivian Wade was her name. And um, she was 
outside of my, you know, my mom, she was the first person to say, like, pull me to the side and was right. like, quit clowning around in my class. She <laughs> used to be so hard on me. And I just, you know, I took the class for like an easy grade, you know, right. and the girls, you know. And so, you know, I think of myself as a, a thespian, <laughs> you know. So, so, you know, she finally, you know, she just gave me such a hard time. And one day she was like, you know, if you just listen to me and participate right. in the projects, I'll lay off you some. Mm. So I was like, deal. <laughs> and so, you know, and so she was putting me in place. But she was one of the first people outside of family to say, like, hey, you have what's called, cause she worked in the industry before she went to teaching. Okay. And mm-hmm. um, so she was like, you have what they call in the industry the it factor. Mm. Like just something about you that right. people are, are going to want to see you, right. you know, perform and do what you do. So I was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever that means right and so um but she she's the one who taught me the art of improvisation mm. and improvisation is what carried me into a career and you know casting directors and directors and producers are like mm-hmm. we love how natural you are right. and how you can i can move on the spot you know hey dominic we're gonna switch that up and let's do it completely different do it this way how long do you need? Let's go right now. Right. And like, really? Yeah. Right. But because that was the first thing I really learned was improv. Mm. And she was like, if you can master improv, then you'll be able to do anything. I tell young actors this all the time. What can I do? I'm like, improv. I don't, you don't, need, I don't care if you don't do theater. Right. I don't care if you don't go to class. Exactly. I don't care if you do none of that. Go to improv. It'll teach you how to be loose. Exactly. It'll teach you how to be uninhibited. And that's the main thing. When you're uninhibited, you're not thinking about anything. Right. You know, go right. ahead. And then especially <clears throat> in, um, in casting calls. Right. You know, when you go in there. I've been in situations where, you know, the casting director, you'll get notes from the director of this, this, and that. And then the casting director, while you're in there, it says, mm-hmm. hey, let's uh, switch it. I want to see it this way. And it's like, right. you're thinking what the director, it's notes. That's complete. That's against what the note said. <clears throat> I've studied it, you know, right. based on the notes. And but being able to just go okay and jump to it, right. and it makes you stand out from everyone else. Like, well, you know, I need a minute, and you know, or situations where like I like you, but I don't like you for this character. Right. But I'm seeing this other character we have that I'd like you to. Can you read for that real quick? Cold read. And like, you know, here, here's a paper. Right. You know, just make it or break it in that moment. You know. <laughs> so you know, being strong in improv, you know, I'm like, yeah. So I got the paper in front of me, and I'm just going off, you know, doing it because I'm used to it. Well, this is the thing about why it's important from a director's point of view about when, when you're doing improv and that flexibility is that you want to see something in the actor that's not what you envisioned when you wrote the script. Right. And actors who can improv and make it strong, they're letting you know as a director this person's very intelligent with how they're approaching the work. Mm-hmm. And that means that they know how to like, keep me surprised and keep me engaged mm-hmm. when I'm watching take after take after take because I'm, I'm still going to be, re- you know, the final rewrite is always in the editing room. And if, yeah. and if you give me enough choices because you are skilled at doing that, because the worst thing that can happen when you're saying, okay, let's do it again another way, is the actor, like, he comes back with, the, or he or she comes back with the same <laughs> yeah, version, right, yeah. just slightly changed. <laughs> right. like, no, 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 no. I said I wanted it different. <laughs> right, yeah. You know, we, and I'm, t- you know, and, and I'm Because they, they lock it in their head. Yeah, right, yeah. And it's right. like, you know, and one thing that's, that's a crazy thing about working on, like, film and TV is, and you know this, is that, the director doesn't have time to teach you the way you might be like inst- right. walk through right. a role that would be in theater. Mm-hmm. It's like you know what, 
clock. Hundred thousand yeah. dollars being kicked away every <laughs> exactly. hour. So you yeah. just go. Let's go. Yeah, and I've I've had producers and directors bring me back based solely on, um, you know, they're like, we know when we work with him, he's going to get it done, right. and we can move fast, you know, through it. Like even on, um, I'm on a show right now, getting ready to come out called Unsolved. Yeah, and it became like a running. Not, Shout out to my girl Tash who writes on yeah, that. Big up Tash. <laughs> all yeah. Day. Oh, what's your name uh, directed on that? Um, Erica oh, Erica, 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 yeah, Erica, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're so cool and so yeah. talented, both of them. But uh, yeah, um, yeah, Tash was actually instrumental in mm-hmm. throwing my name in the hat for this oh, show. Oh, yeah, good, yeah. And uh, so, um, uh, small town, that? right? See, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> friends with uh, Erica. Mm-hmm. Okay, know, so okay. That's uh, right. how you Rima Yoba. She was a costume designer on our show and saw. All right, good. Yeah, all so right. when you see all that, we might talk to you at some point then. Let's get it in. See all that phenomenal work on there. That's. Her over there. That's what's that. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, uh, they bring me back just because. Oh, it was a, like a running thing on the on the set. You know, mm-hmm. I'd come to set and the the crew, you know, the crew members were like, "Yes, you know, <laughs> like, hey, what's up, man?" They like bring us home, Dom. Right, you know, right. No, we're about to get out of here now. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. respect. That's good. Yeah, yeah thank that's you. good. Thank you. And uh, and I, you know, that's. You know, I knew it too. Like, yeah, I'm gonna get you guys home real quick. <laughs> you know, we're gonna cool. a couple takes. We're gonna be out of here. You know what uh, I mean? Yeah, that's when you're like mm-hmm. goal. That's when the director's <laughs> like, oh, right. am I gonna make my day? Am I gonna make my <laughs> right, day? Right. So, oh, shit, yeah, you're, we're early. You're Let's in high school. <laughs> you're doing plays. You're in theater arts class. Mm-hmm. You're a great teacher. Talk about the move from doing those plays and that experience, mm-hmm. sort of transitioning into being a professional or what was the next step or what happened from there? Uh, you know, at that time I was going from jock to artist. And so I was always the artist, but <laughs> you know, I was this high school, you're focused yeah. on being popular and right. being the jock and, you know, I didn't want my boys to think I was a punk. You know, so <laughs> which they immediately hey, think when you do it. Right, right? Exactly. I'm you're going, like, dude, I'm with, I'm with all the girls. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, like I'm starring in every man and right. fellow and right. <laughs> what you doing, dog? <laughs> yeah. That that was a side eye for y'all couldn't see. Yeah, what you, what's going on, dog? You know, but <laughs> straight <laughs> screw face. So, so my artistic side, you know, was really starting to uh, flourish and catch legs. You know, and I realized, like, you know, I do really love this. You know, mm-hmm. and the response from people, and then the improv, I took to it so quickly, mm-hmm. and it was just, it was you know, part natural and then part being taught. And I was like, you know, and I'm kind of good at it, mm-hmm. you know. So then going from uh, after high school, my family kind of migrated to Wilmington, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And um, I was a little late on the draw following them, but then I ended up going to Wilmington. And at that time, Wilmington was a, um, North Carolina was what Georgia and Atlanta has become now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had the best film incentive. And mm-hmm. so oh, were, yeah, yeah. That's where yeah. they shot um, Dawson's Creek was there. Dawson's, okay. Creek, yes. Yes. Dawson's <laughs> Creek was my first gig. Wow. <laughs> my first line ever on TV was Dawson's Creek. Wow. Wow. I got pulled out of a crowd <laughs> because of the director on the spot. There was an episode, the director on the spot. I was an extra. And uh, he was like, I'm really not feeling the aesthetics of this. It was a scene with the bouncer stopping uh, Dawson and some of the girls he was hmm. with. And, PC and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> and they go up to the top of these stairs, and then the girls are just kind of milling about because Dawson can't get in. He's too young. Mm. And he's like, the director's like, it's driving me nuts. The girls are just there up top while this is all going down right here. Mm-hmm. So we need another bouncer. And the guy playing the bouncer at the time, he worked for Finn Cannon Associates. And I got really cool with him. Finn Cannon's based out of Wilmington, North Carolina as well. Mm-hmm. And so I got really close with him over time, being an extra and being, you know, networking. 
And so he always said, if I get a chance, you know, I'll try my best to help you get a line somewhere. Mm-hmm. So he was playing, you know, they gave him a line and he mm-hmm. was playing that bouncer. And they were like, we need another bouncer to put up there with the girls. Right. And he was like, well, hey, I got somebody right over there. <laughs> you know, and as you see, I'm six foot five, right. big dude. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, oh, perfect. Got you them know. 16s and stuff. Look. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, they came to me and they were like, you know, hey, can you say this line? And I was like, and back to improv. Right. You know, they were like, can you say this line? And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. He's like, okay, let me hear it. So right on, on the, the spot, spot. audition, basically. Right. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, this is how I want it done. And boom, say the line. He was like, perfect. Change his paperwork, send him up. <laughs> and it, that was such a funny experience because, you know, I'm, I'm still standing there. You know, they call, I didn't know second team and first right, team and right, all that right, stuff yet. Right. So they're like, all right, you know, send first team back up and, uh, you know, to, the, to waiting and, you know, bring in second team. Mm-hmm. So they bring in second team. Of course, they had to find, you know, an extra out of the crowd to be to my be your stand in. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So he comes up, they put him next to me, and then they start doing the measuring and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And I'm like, I thought they just gave me the job. But, you know, the guy's name was Tony that hooked me up. And I was like, Tony, I thought they just, gave, they just fired me. Right. And he was like, no, 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 that's your stand-in. And I'm like, like, oh, shit, I got a stand-in of like, my first I, job. Do I need one? <laughs> no, no, I didn't know what a stand-in was. Oh, right. Right. <laughs> so right. I'm like, I'm like what, what do you mean my stand-in? Mm-hmm. He was like, dude, come with me, man. You're, now you can hang with, you come up with the actors that's now. Funny. And it was like February, so we were all corralled and freezing in this little room with no, no heat. <laughs> And so then go from that, and it's like warm. Even the lighting was better in the room with the actors mm-hmm. and fruit mm-hmm. and the good snacks. And the right. Craft service. You know, yeah, yeah, craft services. And uh, so, you know, that was my first real thing and, you know, my first move. Um, but, yeah, so we came to Wilmington, North Carolina. Film is booming. They're filming Dawson's Creek, One Tree Hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean. All the CW seemed, shows. Bro. All the CW shows. <laughs> seemed like a third of the movies were that you were seeing were being filmed. Mm-hmm. In North Carolina, you know, mm-hmm. the domestic disturbance, uh, right. everything. Yeah, they had mm-hmm. a really big studio there. Yes, yeah, what, what, what happened? Did they like? Did, but the the cinema disappeared. What, what, what happened? Yeah, uh, the wonderful uh, go- former go- Governor McCrory, Pat McCrory, killed it. Mm. Um, he got rid of the film incentive. He said it was uh, taking away from the state more than giving. Really? And, which was, I mean, it's a whole lot of conspiracy right, theories, right. and you know, a lot of stuff. He was. Uh, connected to the Cathy's, you know, mm-hmm. the billionaire family from that owns Politics. Chick-fil-A, mm-hmm. and they right. bankrolled Pinewood Studios <laughs> right. in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and he helped them make sure they got their return on their investment. Uh-huh. He was their boy. Mm-hmm. You know? So yeah. let's shut this down here so we can get folks giving down. I see, Listen, I see. Look okay. here. That's, that's the way the world works. <laughs> yeah. So somebody so, told me. Yeah, he shut it down, and it died quickly. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Georgia was smart enough to look over and say, ooh, Mm -hmm. this is an opportunity, you know, to take what they had going on. So then they came and was like, 30 Mm -hmm. (laughs) percent. And we're going to grandfather it in so it'll never change. Right. And then when they did that, you know, they started being. How far is that from Atlanta? Uh, It's about seven hours. Okay, so you can you can drive if you need to. Yeah. yeah. So I'm in I'm in both places right now. but yeah, so Atlanta just started booming when that happened, and mm-hmm. companies started actually setting up, you know, tent poles and you know, a lot of infrastructure. So North Carolina never did that. We didn't Chris, really. You were just there doing the pilot last year, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There's a lot. I mean, uh, for someone who hasn't been to Atlanta, I mean, I never been, mm-hmm. and you know, it's interesting to to work down there. The the like the cruise. So that was your first time. Yeah, oh, you mean, went to the Wakanda of America. Yeah, man. yeah. I mean, it was the first time working there, and and, and, and also first time like just visiting, like uh-huh. going down there, and uh, just the crews were so nice, so like, 
you know, there were still go-getters. I mean, yes, it was a small little indie thing, and you, and that's always a little um, trepidatious because you don't, you never work with these people. You, you know, it was, it was, it was, you know, you know, the problem that ha- happens a lot when you're directing is that you got to put together a team that you can trust, and if you don't have a team that you can trust, just because of you don't know them. It can be really hard, right. and then but they were really, really good, really smart. They were so like excited to be working. I mean, which you don't get a lot out here because everyone out here is just—I don't want to say burned out, but they're just kind of like, so what? Just we're going working. with the status quo. Yeah, you know, just and another job. Sometimes. Just another job. Right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and it, and it might be like that now in Atlanta in general because yeah. they're doing so much down there. Mm-hmm. But I just I think there's just like the infrastructure. People are just so. Ex- I think I think. On a certain level, they're excited to be stealing from Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. They're just happy about that. And the difference, like you said, is the thing that makes it so cool is because it's still that Southern charm. Yes. So people are a lot nicer and, you know, things like that. A lot of the very capable and professional crew from Wilmington uh, migrated to Atlanta. And that's one of the things that helped, you know, them to really start that infrastructure and have right. the people. Because in the beginning they didn't really have, you know, it was yeah, like people were learning. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, so they yeah. So once that happened, a lot of those professionals have been doing it for twenty years out of Wilmington. They all started migrating because you know they had to make their money. Right, and the they film industry died here. there. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, and so right. they migrated there, and then that really started helping them because then you know film companies, production companies were like, okay, we have capable crew there. Mm-hmm. And you know, plenty of mm-hmm. uh, extras and local mm-hmm. talent and etc. So they just. And they did it smart because they, they got together. What North Carolina didn't do was um, the film companies would come and they would use North Carolina and then they would pack up and leave. Mm-hmm. You know, and there was nothing left behind, you know, right. and no real infrastructure. And uh, Atlanta, where well, Georgia was different, Georgia was like, okay, you can come here. But, you know, first they let them in and it was like, okay, you can come here. And then it was like, okay, now you can stay here, but we got some demands. You know, you have to give our talent. You know, also the right to starring roles in some of your movies. That's why now you go there, if you're doing the bigger films, you want to use incentive, one of your stars of the movie has to be out of Georgia. So things mm-hmm. like that. And then the, the the talent agencies all banded together mm-hmm. in like a coalition. Oh, really? And they were like, you're not allowed to audition. Because, you, know, you know, the companies, they'll go over their caster mains oh, yeah. and go over there and pick up all their one-liners. Yeah, yeah all the little under fives and shit. Right, yeah, right. locally. And they were like, yeah, you guys can no longer use our people unless you want to, you know, give more opportunities to for them to grow and become stars. Wow, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, so, and they were like, well, we're not going to miss that incentive. So, right. yeah, we'll give a couple of them a shot, mm-hmm. you know. And so it just really helped make, you know, the whole scenario boom more and more. And then it was like, oh, wait a minute. And L.A. is looking over like, wait a minute, that's a real contender. Right. This isn't a joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this right. isn't like, you know. They you made it a mandate. That's a trick. Yeah. I'm, so that means that, the, what's her name, Denai, mm-hmm. is she like a local, like Atlanta? Because she's in um, Walking I Dead? No, I think she's here, but she auditioned and got it there. Because like all of a Black Panther was shot in well, not all of it, but the majority of it was shot in Atlanta. Right, yeah. right. You know, uh, if she's a resident there, maybe know. she's a resident because she's there so much for. Yeah, I'm day. sure they probably got a house or something. Yeah, there. yeah. Whether yeah. she owns it, I don't know. And that, and that's, <clears> that's the <throat> other thing. It, it, because um, like you know, it's it benefits you to have an address there, even if you mainly live here. Right. And if you're doing something like Walking Dead, where you're constantly working there, you might as well get a little apartment or something. Because right. what they do is, the incentive is based on. Well, part of the incentive is based on how many people you have living in Georgia. 
Yeah. So you have a lot of companies that won't even hire you mm-hmm. unless you're. That's why I had to be there, you know, mm-hmm. because a lot of companies. It's like first, first right to the Georgians, mm-hmm. you know. So you coming from North Carolina that's or L.A., you're second tier. Don't matter who you are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The way they set it up is their people get first rights. Yeah. So then it's like, okay, we didn't find who we wanted in this crop. Right. Now we'll deal with everyone else, you know, on the outside. That's smart because I've told Chris and <clears throat> Tracy before, I mean, I'm, I've been on this side of the screen for the past 20 years, but when I moved here in 96, I came here to be an actor, mm-hmm. you know, since I was 12 years old. Oh, you got I, that I look. Act- and <laughs> no, no, pretty ricky with the cop. And shut up, bitch. <laughs> and, and one of the reasons I moved was exactly... Because then I lived in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and I would get like a co-starring role with Lorenz Tate or somebody like that, mm-hmm. and they would get him a lead. Yeah. And there's a role that I could have played. Right. And I would have easily have gotten if it, they had, the roles had been turned around. Yeah. You know what I mean? But they would bring him all the way down and whatever, and I had to play his best friend or some shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm sick of playing these little yeah. whatever. So that was why I moved initially. Yeah, they stole, yeah, they stole that from L.A. That's you interesting. Because L.A., you know, we had to battle that on the East Coast. Conspiracy. <laughs> Giving them a, an opportunity, that's, you know, they get a, a fair shot. That's what. That's well, all it's, anyone it's, really it's, wants. It's interesting, I mean, because it's kind of like that, in Canada, like Canada has a system, uh, it's like a point system, right? Where you have to, um, you have to employ a certain number. You to get their incentives, you got to have. There's these points that so it's maybe it's like you need ten points, right? right. And you get uh, like a point for a director, a point for an actor. I mean, a writer, but like, but it's it's kind of hard to do it, and you know, Very. and so but like. Stars, you know, and the director gives you like gives you like three or four points or something right. like that. So it's it makes it better for them to say, and it's all about because because just like in Georgia, we want to build our industry here. You know, you just can't yeah. come here and take advantage right. of our thing. Like you know, then step away. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, look, I mean, the people in Atlanta have really stepped there. I mean, there's a lot. There's so much production going on there. It's insane. I mean, they always talk about. Yeah. They know there's never enough crew because they, yeah. I guess everyone gets booked out. I mean, I was talking with a guy uh, who runs um, Will Packer's company. He was mm-hmm. saying they got to like do something at like at, like Georgia Tech or Emory and kind of like yeah. Yeah. And, and 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 couple it with the you know like put money in to couple them with one of the studios yeah. so that they can, oh, okay. so they can get it. You know, so Fair it's kind of like the way it is at USC and UCLA, where just mm-hmm. where it's early start because it's like you know. What happens a lot is is that they go and bring in like a Marvel movie or a series of Marvel films to shoot down there, and because of the intensity and the money at stake, they need to have people who are really experienced, you know. And so you, you got to start them younger. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and that's that's what um, UNCW did in Wilmington, because um, like you know you talk about levels of production, like Iron Man three, like half of it was shot in Wilmington. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, you wouldn't know it by looking right. at the movie. <laughs> But you know, half of it was shot in Wilmington, North. This yeah. little town, mm-hmm. <laughs> I call it the little big town because so many big things happen in this mm-hmm. little town. And you know, and so the capable crew. But what UNCW did was exactly that: University of North Carolina Wilmington, where they and you could get an actual production degree, and they teach mm-hmm. you how to be gaffers and how to do lighting and how to everything. Mm-hmm. And so they were constantly churning out. So people would literally come from all over and go to UNCW mm-hmm. because they're like, I can go to UNCW. 
I can get my degree and then they come out me with, with a the studio <laughs> and I, right and go right. into working right. and get I'm in the film business, mm-hmm. you know, and it's easier than going through LA. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, that's what they were doing, was turning it out. So that part they did get right. It was all the other stuff. <laughs> you know, they didn't have the infrastructure and make demands and things yeah. like that. It was like, Oh, we're just happy you're coming. Mm-hmm. You know, and then when they stopped coming, it was like, what where you got why are you guys over in Georgia? <laughs> all these years you've been dating me. You know, I was like, well, you got what I want need anymore. Way down. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so she so, got a bigger ass over there, <laughs> right, right? Pretty much. <laughs> so, so you, you you get the line on Dawson's Creek, right. and then what's the next step after that? Do you come out here? Do you do you stay? I mean, what, what, like what was the? No, I rarely spent. Um, I lived out here maybe like a year. That's as long you know as I ever lived in L.A. Okay. Um, I wasn't really with L.A. Uh, I'm from the South, you know, East Coast. <laughs> And so, you know, you can see It that. takes about two years. Yeah, you know. It's, 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 yeah. Yeah. We all were ready to go home the first year. <laughs> right. Trust me. And, so, and I was working, right. you know, so I was just like, if way less competition on the mm-hmm. East. I'm working, but right. see, I'm a little different too because I'm an entrepreneur. So, you know, I'm used to that, right. making things happen, creating opportunities, mm-hmm. networking. You know, I had that aspect. Mm-hmm. And so... um Swirl Films, I don't know if you guys have heard of them. Oh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Swirl Films is uh, Eric Thomas, who is a good friend of mine. Um, we started out together. My first job uh, acting was, um, and it was a small thing. Dawson's Creek was my first big thing, network. But um, straight to DVD stuff, you know, was with Eric Thomas, his first film he produced. Okay. And so it was my first film acting. Was that the Dead Heist? Or no, no, no. Uh, you saw Dead Heist. <laughs> this is the movie that won't go away. <laughs> People are like, I was watching you the other night, four in the morning. <laughs> Dead Heist, I'm sure. When they say four in the morning, like Dead Heist. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> you know you were up late. Got to start somewhere. <laughs> yeah, so uh, but no, it was actually called 20 Funerals. Okay. Uh, great concept, super low budget. <laughs> Um, with a big budget, it probably would have been a really dope movie, but there was no big budget. I think he shot it for like fifty grand. Um, and that's back in the time, you know, before <laughs> all the all technology we have now, where it was like mm-hmm. where the indies were strong. Right. Now SAGs come in and they change their mm-hmm. you know their levels. So now you know even little small yeah, you can afford you can actors a little bit, yeah, right. And so, but at that time, it was kind of the wild west, right. you know, indie film because it was like, oh well, we're not SAG; they only have two levels, and our budget's nowhere near those. <laughs> so it was like, and then. North Carolina was a, is a right to work state. Oh, okay, right. So you can bring people in for a month for three hundred dollars. Like Dead Heist made like mm-hmm. three hundred bucks for Jesus a whole month Christ. of work. Yeah, no residuals, <laughs> no nothing. You, know what but I mean? you got the experience, <laughs> right? I got Sometimes the experience. Sometimes you got to do shit for the experience. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And at, at that time, there you know it was really hardly any regulation yeah. for actors on those independent films. Yeah. Sometimes you need the tape. Yeah, and that's really what I needed, right. you know. And it was my first, um, you know, starring role, mm-hmm. you know. So I was like, of course I'm going to do it. Right. Um, but yeah, so that's uh, I started out with uh, Swirl Films. Um, that also helped my writer and producer side because I got to spend a lot of time because Eric is a hustler, mm-hmm. and so his company <clears throat> grew, you know, from just doing little penny films to you know now you know they're in Georgia now they moved it to the originally from Wilmington but moved it to Georgia now it's Georgia based mm-hmm. and uh, Swirl Films you know they got you know, multiple TV shows. They're making, I swear it seems like they're making three movies a week. Hmm. You know, they're rocking and rolling. And um, and so, but I got to sit in the office and spend a lot of time because we were yeah. actually friends. Get we weren't that just, game. Yeah, we weren't mm-hmm. just doing business. We were friends too. We'd mm-hmm. hang out. 
And um, and he would let me sit in his office, listen to meetings. He'd show me things. And so I got to learn the process, at least on that level, Mm -hmm. you know, on how to get a film done, you know, Mm -hmm. when you have, you know, a a low budget, Mm -hmm. but you need Mm -hmm. to make it look worthy to be on network, you know. And so learning those elements. And he's got that game down pat, man. I got to give it to him. But uh, so that's how I learned how to write for based on budget. You know, how do I make this my scripts more appealing to somebody who's not an NBC or not a, a an HBO, and um and then the difference of you know okay this one I know is going to need a big budget you know mm-hmm. so I got to learn all the back end you know inner workings, and in which being an entrepreneur mm-hmm. you know that piqued my interest in doing more than just acting, and so but anyway so I started I went I was in Wilmington started going to like the film symposiums. Um, it's so cute when you're raw. <laughs> I look back now, I was like, oh, look at me. You know, I, I knew nothing. And so just going to like film symposiums, uh, my first film symposium, I didn't know what a film symposium was. <laughs> and uh, my mom, I got to give her credit because she was like, you know, I want to help you. So she would come up with these things like, let's go on the studio tour. Hmm. And Screen Gems in Wilmington is not like L.A., you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, go down the street, go around, that's it's the a, studio. It's you a block know? Line, right. Man. And so, but they have cool stuff in there because they've been making films there for years, right. so you can see memorabilia and stuff, but that's where I met my first agent was on the studio tour. Hmm. Um, and she was okay, but, you know, I was a little town agent. Mm-hmm. And um, and then also went to the film symposium. I met Sam Art Williams, mm-hmm. uh, one of the executive producers of The Martin Show, and um so, you know, he I got to talk to him, you know, briefly and a little bit and he's he's big as hell. He's he's bigger than me. Mm. And uh yeah, <laughs> Sam, really? Sam's like six ten. <laughs> six yeah, ten. like four hundred pounds. He's a big dude. He's like, he's six twelve. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like that Sam Art Williams. <laughs> that, that lineman. Exactly. And um so but he was cool and I got to get a little bit of game from him. Mm-hmm. And uh we ran into each other on other productions a couple other times with mutual friends. And um so, but yeah, so then I just started working with Swirl Films and got my agent and started getting little small one-liners and stuff here. Because like I said, we were, our town was the king of the uh, supporting cast. Right. So, you know, we were excited. Like, I got three lines this time. Right. You know, what hmm. you got? Oh, man, I got four lines. You're like, oh, <laughs> man, you're killing it. <laughs> you're yeah. killing it. <laughs> <laughs> I got two days. One day. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then <laughs> like, you know, you're standing. You're going to be on the whole production, dog. Right, right, right. Like, yeah, yeah, you know. You know, 75 you know. a day. I'm rolling. Right, Jack. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said, exactly. It's cute, you know. You're like God, we knew nothing, <laughs> and um, so yeah. So I just kept doing um, uh, swirl. They loved me. Uh, we had a great working relationship. So uh, they didn't bring me every movie, but it was a lot, you know. So they kept me, you know, going and growing. And then in between that, I'm doing One Tree Hill. I did like four episodes of One Tree Hill. Cool. Um, doing you know other movies and stuff. You know, getting these one. And now I'm starting to interact with the majors. Mm-hmm. You know, slowly, you know, and still doing swirl film stuff. Then the game changed. You know, Ooh. SAG started seeing all these indie producers going right. crazy. And so then they were, you know, they came with the low budget, ultra low budget, right. you know, under the dirt, you've got twenty dollars <laughs> exactly. budget. We, 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 we cover it all. Experimental. We can yeah, hire yeah. you for New media and all hundred dollars a day. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, SAG came and scooped all of that right. up. So then the indie producers started, you know, going away. Now they started having to be subject to the SAG, right. the union rules and stuff. And then you had to go union then, because at that time we didn't have to go union for years. Because I was like, man, you know, I'm doing okay on the network side and that. But I'm doing great on the indie side. Right. But if I go sag, then I can't, you know, and then I'm, I lose all the back. indie yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, screw that. You know, I'm keep, you know, <laughs> I'm working over here. I'll stay with that stuff. 
And uh, those guys would just have to take the penalties, you know. And mm-hmm. fortunately, there were a lot of cases they didn't mind, you know. And then uh, in North Carolina also, they had it worked out to where like, they could have so many non-union supporting. Right. So it wasn't too bad at that time. Now I think it's like, no, then you're going to get to take this penalty. Right. <laughs> but mm-hmm. back then, it was a little more lax. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, yeah, I was working and working and just, you know, still flying under the radar, but, you know, getting it in. And, um, you know, my first real taste of any kind of quote unquote fame or being really noticed uh, nationally was I did this movie called Love for Sale. Mm -hmm. And the funny thing about Love for Sale, Love for Sale is hilarious. It's not designed to win any awards, (laughs) to be like, this is, you know, one of the best movies of all time. It's that I had a bad day. Let me roll out and throw in Love for Sale. Right. You know, and so, but people, it became like this little so cult like the biggest, hit. Like BET movie was ever was, was one yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, BET, I mean, they broke a record on their on their network. You mm-hmm. know, not in um, the world, ten million or some shit. It was a lot. I don't know, yeah. but you know, they they spun that movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, it literally, you'd be watching Love for Sale, and it says coming up next on the bottom, Love for Sale. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was in it, and I was like, why the hell do they keep playing this movie so right. much? I don't know what they paid for, but they wanted to get their money's worth Mm -hmm. and but it was like a little cult hit and people were really gravitating toward it and then i finally started you know going out in the streets and people like you know my character's name was carlton and so it was funny you'd hear people either yell carlton or if they didn't remember (laughs) that they'd yell love for sale right now let me tell you as a big tall man you walk through a crowd (laughs) and some other dude (laughs) hollers across the crowd Hey, love for sale. And uh, the crowd looks at you like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, nah, nah, I'm in a movie called Love for Sale. I'm not selling love. It's not what you think. I don't know that, brother. You know, you got to explain, you know? <laughs> so, oh, man. So went, that, that gave me a nice little boost. And, um, and that was this world film production. And, uh, you know, and then I started doing, you know, did, like the game. So it was just like a slow progression of building up, building up, building up. And, of course, the biggest thing for me was, uh, getting casted in All Eyes on Me. Right. Tell us about how that happened. <laughs> that was that was. Was rough. there a lot of auditions? Like, what yeah, was, what was that? I actually, man, that's a story and a half. I actually love that story because I always said the most successful people always have a real cool, fucked up story. Right. And so, right. so and I got mine finally. Right. I was like, oh man, this story's all fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> so it's true. So, yeah, it's very true. Yeah. yeah, that's what I noticed. You know, people because I was getting friends that were a lot bigger than me and stuff. And you finally hear their story. I'm like, damn man, that's what happened when you right. got that. And uh, so, but yeah, so my agent at the time, Terrence Heard. He submitted me for Suge Knight because, mm-hmm. you know, the agents, they get all that stuff. I didn't even know they were making one. And he called me. He was like, hey, I just wanted to know I submitted you for Suge Knight in this new Tupac movie they're doing. And I'm a lifelong Tupac fan. So mm-hmm. it's funny. The first thing I thought was, yes, they're making a Tupac movie. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, wait, wait a minute. Suge? Suge? <laughs> I'm not Suge. I'm not no evil motherfucker. Wait, wait, wait. I, well, no, right. it's just, I n- it never even crossed my mind I could play Suge because I'm right. usually smaller too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm walking around, I'm, I'm slimmer, I have a head full of hair. I've never been bald in my life right. at that point, right? right. And so... I never, no one's ever referred to me as Suge, nothing. Because <laughs> he's so, not bald. Right, so I exactly, never, exactly. yeah, I never got that, you know, never even thought about it. And he was, you know, I really, I was like, okay, you know, I was like, okay, you know, and I, was, I had to really go and look at Suge. And I never really looked at Suge. I'm a dude, you know, I mm-hmm. stare at Suge, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And I was like, man, I was like, yeah, I can that's see. It's kind of weird, you know, I was like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if that's, you know, am I wasting my time or mm-hmm. like, 
You know, so I went and looked at Suge and really, really looked at him, looked at his face and stuff, and I was like, man, a couple more pounds, cut the hair off. Right. I was like, yo, I could do this. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, yeah, we, we do kind of favor. And I was like, then I got it excited. It was like candy, dude. It, you, <laughs> you really didn't he? Yeah. You was, you yeah. was fucking Chuck. <laughs> Thank Trust you. Trust me. For sure. And, uh, you know, so then I got excited and then he was like, uh, so he submitted me. And of course, you know, I'm light skinned with right. a beard, big as hell. Mm-hmm. And uh, did, you, did you go in shaved? No, no. I never shaved until they signed the paperwork. Okay. Um, I was actually working on another project. And I had, when I went to, had to, I was working in Wilmington. And had to go to uh, Georgia for the callback. Okay. And um, I was like, dude, I can't cut my hair, man. I got one week left on this right. project. I can't show back up bald. <laughs> you know, they lose their mind. <laughs> you know, they're like, what the fuck? <clears throat> but so, um, you know, so, you know, they, they, I did a taping first, self-taping. Okay. And uh, the crazy thing about the self-taping was the way they wanted it. I think it was Vimeo or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so I did the self, self-taping and it had to be in by a certain time. So long story short, we had technical difficulties. And so it just would not fucking load. And so uh, it was four hours late with that self-taping. Yeah. And you know, in this business, <laughs> I was like, we, you might as well hit cancel on that, bro. Right. My, my, my boy, Chasing Beach, and my producing partner, he filmed it for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, bro, you might as well hit cancel on that. And they were like, where is, you know, they were really interested in me, mm-hmm. though. They were like, where is it? Just come on. And I was like, hey, look, I told my boy, I said, look, upload that shit on YouTube, and they're just going to have to deal with that. And YouTube, boom, five minutes. It was like, whoop, it was there. <laughs> Demio was still loading. <laughs> and it's four hours later, and they were like, that's fine. We just need that mm-hmm, video. Right. And so we sent them the YouTube link. They sent it, and they were like, oh, yeah. you know." So then they called back like the next day, and they were like, um, at the time, it was um, Craig, uh, what is his last name, the director? Uh, I can't. I directed uh, House of Cards. Oh, yeah, this is before Benny Boom. Craig Robinson? No, 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 no. Director. Um, um, directs House of Cards. His last name a, is... He's Devil in a Blue Dress, another Denzel movie. Oh, Carl Franklin. Carl, Carl Franklin. Franklin. Right, right, right. I'm saying Craig. Carl <clears throat> Franklin, yeah. Carl Franklin, cool dude, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I, I was excited about that. I was like, Carl Franklin? You know. And um, so Carl Franklin was directing at the time. He was on board. And so they were like, okay, we need you to come to Atlanta to you know, do a callback in person. So I was like, all right, that's cool. So the first time I was supposed to meet with Carl Franklin and uh, Somi Sinclair and her partner, the casting director out of Atlanta. And uh, so I booked a flight and everything. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yeah, we need him there like tomorrow. <laughs> and I was like, damn it. And I was in the, in the process. Like I said, I'm an entrepreneur. So me and my other business partner, we literally were in the middle of getting ready to open our first car dealership. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they're like, we need him to come tomorrow. My partner's like, dude, you, you got to leave? And I was like, yeah, but he understood, you know, so he was, he knew what I did, you know, so he was like, yeah, I understand that. I knew you'd have to go at some point. And um, I booked a flight to go there and I I get there in the airport at like five in the morning and it's like delay after delay after delay, technical problems with the planes. I'm like, gee, they're, my agent, everybody's, you know, interacting with each other. Where is he? You know, where are you you now? You know, how's it looking? What's going on? Keep us updated. And again, you know, long story short, and, and I got sick, I got a fever, <laughs> you know, I'm in the airport pissed, you know, <clears throat> and, you know, I'm feeling like shit, and finally, you know, I connect, I get my plane, and I go to Charlotte to connect, mm-hmm. and um, my flight to Atlanta is, you know, it's looking like I'm not about to make it, because I was flying standby then at that point, mm-hmm. and, um, but the lady, I don't know her name, but she hooked me up, and I was like, lady, look, I got to get to Atlanta, 
I'm auditioning for this Tupac movie, and I'm in there. Like, mm-hmm. I need to get that. She was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, but in the end, she, was, she, she waved me over like, come here. And I was like, yeah, she was like, I'm going to get you on one of these seats, all right? Mm-hmm. And so, but you got to hurry up and get on there because, you, you know, there's other people ahead of you, but I'm going to hook you up. So she hooked me up, you know, and I made the flight. Got to Atlanta. I was like four hours late. What? For my audition wow. there, oh yeah, I was supposed to. No, I was. It was later than that because I was supposed to. My appointment was at one. I got there at seven. <laughs> yeah, <and> again, <laughs> you know, in his business, Damn. might as well hang it up at That's that right. point, you know. And so, but thank God, Shook was such a hard thing for them to cast. Mm-hmm. They're like, we got to see him. <laughs> so, um, you were so, the last one here. Yeah, Jeff, yeah. Right? So I Uber. I take an Uber from the airport to Summy Sinclair's office, and I get funny shit. I get there and. I walk in and it's this uh, two of her uh, her assistants are sitting like at the front desk. I walk in, nobody else is in the whole building, and um, so I walk in. I'm like, yeah, you know, again, I have a fever. I feel like crap. I'm pissed. Mm -hmm. Like I'm here to see, you know, Sammy Sinclair. You know, I'm auditioning for the role of Suge, and they were like, yeah, bro, they uh, (laughs) they're gone. They're all gone. Oh shit! And I was like. Okay, he's like, yeah, we were just getting ready to start wrapping up the office and everything. And I was, you know, I looked at him and I'm standing over him, not trying to be intimidating, right. but they're just sitting down and I'm tall. Right. And I'm looking at him and I'm feeling like shit. And I told him, I said, my man, somebody's gonna film me today. <laughs> he's like, I don't care what happens, but at least film me, you know. But I'm not leaving until you do it. Hmm. And he was like, uh, yeah, he looked around like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Luckily, I know how to work the tape. <laughs> yeah, he was like, let me go to the room, set up the camera. And said, yeah. you know, and I, but I can imagine now how I probably came off to right. him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's so, sending some chocolate later, right? <laughs> right. And so, I am playing Shook. So, uh, <laughs> I'm channeling. I'm just channeling. I'm hanging yeah, on your window. I was just so over feet. the day. You know, yeah. I was just so fed up with the day. And when he said, sorry, you know, mm-hmm. it's over. And I was like, no, it's not. One <laughs> <laughs> of y'all are gonna film me yeah. doing this damn audition, and you'll show it to her, or not show it to her. But this mm-hmm. is what it, you know I'm doing. And he was like, you know, he was like, okay, uh, I'm gonna go set it up. Well, I'll film you, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I had an outfit I brought to change into, I hadn't got to change it. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna go to the bathroom and change into this. Uh, it was like a red and black plaid shirt, button up shirt. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, some black right. jeans. Yeah. <laughs> And a neck, you know, I grew up in the blood neighborhood. I'm very familiar. Yeah, so and you know, so I had my hair pressed down, like I could gel it down and put right. a stocking cap on. So it looked like it's it really down. tight. Yeah, I got yeah. as tight as I could, mm-hmm. and um, so I went and changed and came back, and he came back up, and he was like, "Hey, you know what? Actually, um, Somi, he's like Carl Franklin is gone. He had to get to uh, back to L.A., so he's at the airport leaving out." I said, but uh, Somi and I forget her partner's name. Mm-hmm. Cool guy. But uh, he was like, they were still actually in the parking lot. I ran out, told them you were here, huh. and they actually, you know, came. You know, they came back in. And wow, so fate, Jack. Yeah, they're gonna see you in <laughs> person. Right. Yeah, they're yeah. gonna see you in person. <clears throat> they wanted to see you in person, mm-hmm. so they're gonna watch your audition. I was like, cool, even better. Yeah, right. And so then they brought me in. They're looking at me all stone faced, <laughs> you know, and uh, so I start doing the audition, even though it's not in the movie. Uh, originally in the audition, we did the Source Awards, you know, speak, you know, okay, right. mm-hmm. you know, you tired of producers being all up in the videos, mm-hmm. you know, all that all stuff. All the videos, so, yeah. so I dancing, yeah. <laughs> right? His little staccato. <laughs> yeah, so that was that was the first part of the Dog audition. Dog and puffy too. Dog and yeah, yeah. Subliminally <laughs> too, right? Right. You know who you are. I even got to say exactly. 
<laughs> and so you know, so we you know we we I did that audition, and they went from stone face to Somi smiling. You know, yeah. I could see it in Somi's eyes, like yeah, I got one. Mm-hmm. And so, because you know, they had like an LA casting, Atlanta casting, New York casting, and mm-hmm. she was like, "I found the sugar." Right. You know, I could see it in her face. And she was like, man, at some point, you sounded just like him. She was like, can you do it again? And she got excited. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, I got it. Right. And uh, so I did it again. And uh, and also part of the audition was the part in the uh, Clinton jail facility mm-hmm. where Suge is signing, trying to get Tupac to sign the death mm-hmm. row. So it was that part. Right. You know, a lot of people were born males, right. but then, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, so that, and she loved that. And so she passed that on. Well, Can I ask you a quick question? Yeah, yeah. Are you off book? Am I off book? Are you off book at the time? Uh, yeah, yeah, you got yeah, all your yeah, lines. Yeah, yeah. That's just important. A lot of people, you know, show yeah, up. Yeah, no, I like to go off. But, yeah. you know, it's like. Never, I don't never hold I put it. I produce a lot of shit. Probably, I've been in 300 casting sessions. And uh-huh. motherfuckers come in, they have their script, and they put it down. I'm like, hmm, okay. Let me see what this dude Oh, yeah, do. I'm off book. <laughs> you know always. what I mean? Yeah. I, can, I already I perk up. Yeah, I, I, I get, <laughs> if I hate being locked into those lines. Right. And if I'm reading it, then my brain is just. This is where you go, Dominic. Right. I like to be able to add little nuances mm-hmm. and things and like that. All of those small films and small projects you had done prior to that yeah. prepared you. Right. So yeah. it wasn't just, you know. Yeah. They didn't just find me some right. new actor off the street because I look like Suge. Like, <laughs> like, they really you found at the grocery real store and shit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, and they wanted a real actor, but they couldn't find one. Mm-hmm. My, my size, you know, right. Suge's size mm-hmm. and build and look. And um, it's like trying to find a biggie, right? Right, exactly. So, um, you know, so we we did that, and then I flew back home the next day. Matter of fact, when I when I got done with that, I had to book a hotel room. Really? I didn't know. Yeah, I came out of their office, walked to the subway, sat down, ordered some food, and then started trying to find a hotel. I had none of that. You didn't. Yeah, it was sad. Well, you thought you were gonna get there earlier, right? <laughs> right, time, though, yeah. right? So, yeah, yeah. So it was sad. <laughs> but <laughs> so, but I was happy. I felt right. good about the audition. So and then I fly out the next day back home, back to handling you know our business. Mm-hmm. And um, so they call my agent, and they're like, um, actually, it's like, uh, was Carl there? Yeah, no, Carl was still on. So they called, and they were like, man, you know, they they loved what he did. The only thing is, Carl still has to see him in person, the director. Hmm. And I was like, damn it, <laughs> gotta <laughs> so, go back. Yeah, gotta go back and do it again. And so then, like, a few days later, Carl had flown back into Atlanta, and they were like, okay, you know, another time they call, like, yeah, Carl needs to see him in person. He doesn't want to just see the video, um, and it needs to be tomorrow. <laughs> you know how this business is. <laughs> it needs to be tomorrow. Because you're so, in Atlanta, they think you're in Atlanta. <laughs> right. You see? Right. And so this time, I was like, this is too important. They were like, yeah, this time it's going to be with the producers of All Eyes right. on Me, casting directors, mm-hmm. and Carl Franklin. Right. So I was like, oh, yeah, this is the one for the win. Right. Okay. I was like, so now I was like, I'm going to rent a car and drive because I'm not risking <laughs> right, that crap right. with the, you know, everybody's in town now, mm-hmm. all the big wigs. I'm not risking that. So mm-hmm. I drove that damn seven hours <laughs> the night before, though. Yeah. So you can chill. It was got nice and fresh and <laughs> studied and everything. And um, again, my appointment was like at 12 or 1. And uh, so I go to the appointment. And uh, I go, you know, I go in there, I'm sitting with everybody else. It was like two biggies and, you know, a couple of other, you know, doubles of people. I was the only Suge, you know. There were others that auditioned, but, you know, there was very few. And in that session, you know, it was just me. So um, (coughs) I get called up and, you know, I go in there. And, you know, I've got the room, you know, the Carl's there, mm-hmm. you know, everyone's there. LT Hutton's the first time I'm seeing LT Hutton. I had no clue who LT Hutton was at mm-hmm. the time. 
And it's funny because LT doesn't, you know, he doesn't wear like suits and, you know, things. If you've seen pictures of LT, like that's LT all the time. Right. Like he stays, he didn't, you know, that's him. And so, you know, I remember, and he was, he was the only, Carl was smiling ear to ear, right? Hmm. While I was doing my audition. So with Somi, hmm. LT literally sat there the whole time just like, you know, what are you doing here? Hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which later on he told me, you know, he was just, he was putting testing. that pressure on me. <clears throat> uh, he didn't want me to see that. He liked it. You know, right. he wanted to see what I would give. And uh, and then he tested me. I mean, this is some good Hollywood shit. Yeah, like, yeah I was I excited. Totally. I, I, I was I was like, yeah, I'm I'm getting that Hollywood experience, you know. <laughs> like the big time <laughs> yeah, shit. Exactly. Because, you know, then he wanted to test me, you know. So we did it. I did the audition, they had me mm-hmm. do it a couple more times. They loved it. Mm-hmm. So it seemed. And then uh, LT was like, I really would like to see him. Now, I don't know who this dude is. I'm right, thinking right, he's right. just there with somebody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm like, who is this dude? Like, yeah. what the fuck? And he's like, I'd really like to see him in some glasses, though. Something like what Suge would wear. Mm. And then he's like, you have glasses? You know, some shades? Right. And I was like, no, no, I don't. And he was like, can you go get some glasses and come back? I want to see you in them. And I'm like, so you had to leave them? Yeah, I'm like, are you fucking, you know, I'm thinking, like, are you serious? <laughs> and then it still was like, who is this? <laughs> Do I even need to listen to him? Right. <laughs> you know, but I saw how people were interacting with him. So I was like, you know, you know, also in this business, just in case, you know. That's right. And so I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll go and find some shades. So then I spent two hours like, everywhere <laughs> I went. It was like either only women's shades right. or they had no shades. And I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. And fortunately, I thought he was going to went to the gas station and found some shit. Oh, I went to, that's where I ended up getting the shades. I was, finally gave up and was like, all right, two places I went on GPS were closed. Like, they weren't, they closed down business. <laughs> and I just finally, I did, I finally said to hell with it. I went to the gas station. Mm-hmm. And so, and I dug through their glasses and was looking on Google at some of the stuff Suge had worn. Right. And I was like, okay, this one's kind of close. I found some. And then I bought a little fake cigar, mm-hmm. you know, from the uh, counter. And um, so then I went back. Now I get back. They're done with the auditions. They done rearranged. This is the production office we were in. Again. They've moved all the chairs, rearranged. Everybody's back to work. They're nowhere in sight. Oh, and I shit. get there and the girl's like, can I help you? You know, like, what do you need? <laughs> and I was like, well, you know, the guy, you know, the guy, the guy would yeah, <laughs> right. The guy would call Franklin, you know, told me to go get some shades and then come back. And they wanted to see me in the shades. And she was like, yeah, she looked at me like, you lying, motherfucker. <laughs> you know, I was like, she's like, okay, well, they're in the conference room having lunch now, so I don't know if they want to be disturbed, but I'll go ask. Mm-hmm. And so she had the whole attitude of like, yeah, lying ass. <laughs> you know, so like, but I'll go ask them anyway. Right. And so she walks down there and she's, you know, I can't see them, but I can see her at the end. And I was just like, yeah, this uh, big guy's out here. I think he's auditioned <laughs> for Suge. He claims that you wanted to see him glad. He was like, yeah, yeah, he's back. And she was like, oh, oh, well, yeah. You know, and usually you, you don't get in their personal space right. like that in right. a production office unless you're somewhat in there. Mm. And uh, so she, they were like, yeah, bring him, bring him back here. So I was like, oh, that's a good sign. And so they brought me back in the conference room, and he just looked at me. And he was looking me up and down, looked and saying, he was just like, still kind of just stoned, but right. I could see him. He was a little happy, you know, he was like, you know, just nodding like, okay. And Carl was like, yeah. And then Carl looked at me and he was like, uh, they were like, all right, all right. And he had LT asked me, like, you know, like, where you from? And I was like, uh, North Carolina and stuff. He was like, okay. And he was like, hey, he's got that Cali twang, you know. Yeah. So I was wondering. And I was like, yeah, no, nah, I'm from North Carolina. And uh, 
so asked me a little more background questions and then at the end of it you know Carl was just like uh, hey you know don't shave your beard let it grow hmm. so I was like oh you know then I found out later Carl never wanted me and so <laughs> I was like <laughs> <laughs> right I was like damn Carl hmm. broke my heart wow. <laughs> okay I just gotta ask really quick really quick before we get on into the actual movie mm-hmm. so 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 Carl Franklin was on at first. So then Benny eventually took over. Did you have to do the audition process again for Benny? Or yeah, what the that's, fuck? What, that's what we're getting to. That's why it's such God a great story. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, um, so, you know, Carl actually, you know, wanted to look at And I, I think what it was with Carl, just from little <laughs> things I heard and stuff like that, it was just that era, he wasn't into it. Right. Um, he's older, you know. So, right. and he, he talked about it. How his son was. He wanted to do Earth, Wind, and Fire, and shit. right, you know right. He was, he was more like you know <laughs> that, that hip hop crap, right. you know. And it was like, right. whoa, dude, you can't direct this. It's just right. like crap to you, yeah. you know. Yeah. So there was just a difference in you know uh, uh, time, time eras, and the love or not love for right. you know that stuff. And so you know they fell out at some. I wasn't there, so you know I don't know the complete details, but. Yeah. Uh, so they fell out. Not in, it was no bad blood. It was just like this ain't for you, Ben. And um, and so then, you know, so I go home after this, right? And I'm excited. I'm hyped. You know, he said, "Grow my beard." The director mm-hmm. will not tell you that unless you know he's interested. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm thinking, you know, I, I nailed it. I'm I'm celebrating and everything, right? Mm-hmm. So then my agent called like a week goes by, and I'm like, damn, I ain't hear nothing back. Then another week goes by, <laughs> and I'm like, oh. welcome to Hollywood. Wow. Yeah, I was like, I was like, damn, you know, I didn't get it, you know, because, you know, I usually give it about two weeks. Right. And um, so I was like, yeah, I didn't get it. I was like, damn, I was really disappointed. Right. And uh, so my agent calls me, and he's like, I've got good news and I've got bad news. <laughs> and I'm like, how in the hell could you have good and bad news over an audition? And so he's like, uh, he said, the good news is they loved you. He's like, the bad news is Carl Franklin's no longer directing, <laughs> and they brought in Benny Boom, and now Benny Boom's directing, and Benny Boom won't move forward without seeing you in person. Oh, man. And, you know, I literally taught, and the very next day was our actual grand opening for our, our car lot. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, at that point. And so, you know, we had been planning and doing that for like a year, you mm-hmm. know, so here we are. And they're like, that's the day they need me to come to Atlanta. And it's like, wow. okay, when they need me to come? Tomorrow. <laughs> you know, back on that again, right. you know. And so um, I was like, damn it, man. And uh, so, and I told him, I was like, no, tell them I'm not coming. Like, mm-hmm. they had me on video four damn times. I've done this for the producers. I've done this for everybody, you know, and it's all costing me money. Right. You know, those last minute come here tomorrow's, you know, I'm like, I'm up to four grand in flights. Right. And I don't even know if I'm going to get this thing. And, you know, so, you know, they're like, and I got to give credit to, um, again, I don't remember her name, but the lady in Somi Sinclair's office. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, no, 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 I'm not. My agent was like, please go, please just go. And I was like, I'm not doing it. They have enough. Like, they know what they want and what they don't want. Right. And they got plenty of film on me. And uh, so he was like, all right, you know, and I was going to stay and open to have our grand opening. And the lady from one of her assistants called from her office and she was like, look, usually you don't do anything like this. <laughs> she was like, but right now that role is in between you and one other person. Hmm. She was like, but you're the favor. She was like, if I were you, I'd get here because you're more than likely will get it if you're here. And I was like, shit. Ain't nobody gonna steal my role. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I don't invested too much into this. So, because I thought I was a shoe in, like, there's nobody. I'm like, who else are they gonna cast? You know, at this point, 
right. you know. And so when she said it's between you and one other person, I was like, oh shit, there's still somebody in the running. <laughs> and that's the universe of not to yeah. interrupt, but for her to pick exactly. up the phone and call you right. that way. Exactly. So I was like, you know what? All right, I will come. You know, I'm gonna book my stuff now. I call my agent. I'm coming. <laughs> so he's like, thank you, God. <laughs> and uh, so uh, did you drive or you fly? Uh, that I flew that time. Okay. Yeah. And so um, I went ahead, booked my flight, flew down there, had no problems getting there, thank God. And, um, <laughs> so when I'm I'm walking onto um, back at the production office, and when I'm getting walking toward the elevator, LT Hutton and Benny Boone pull up again. I see this guy now. He's with Benny Boone. I'm like, <laughs> who in the box is it? Yeah, I still don't know. You know, because we <laughs> haven't really. He didn't really interact with me at all, yeah. other than you know, okay, do this, do that. Eh, all right, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And now it's funny, completely different. I see Benny Boom. It's my first time meeting Boom, but I know who he is. So I'm like, oh, see, there's a director right there. You know, we're about to ride up on the elevator together. And so I was like, you know, this is a good time to build a little quick rapport, you know, mm-hmm. with the director, get some points in. And so I get on the elevator. They're getting out of the SUV and they're walking down the hall toward the elevator. So I hold it and they come get on. And LT's like, this is my guy I was telling you about. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think he liked me. Like, you know, and uh, he was like so hyped, like, mm-hmm. you know, this is what I'm telling you about. You know, this is the guy. And he was like, well, you, you obviously are you're auditioning for Suge. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, you know, et cetera. And the same thing, he asked me, like, where are you from? And so we chopped it up. I had a few jokes and stuff on the ride up. And so mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I got that rapport in. <laughs> and so it's important. Go, it's yeah, important. it is. Those little things. I was going to say, that's the whole reason why he wanted to meet you. Uh, and you yeah. know this now that you produce. Uh-huh. If you give somebody a big role, you don't want to just meet them on tape and right. not even talk to them in person. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's the whole point. They want to know, know can they work with you? With, yeah. You feel me? And so, um, so you know, I get up there and I sit down. Another really cool thing, and I, you know, I love Summy Sinclair to death. But um, so I sit down, you know, in the little line of chairs, and I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm going. Over, everybody's over there in their own zone and talking to themselves and shit, <laughs> <laughs> like we do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, so I'm going over my lines, and I'm just like, oh, please don't call me first. Please don't call me first. <laughs> so Somi Somi was running late, and so they were waiting on her. She was the last one, and then this time we had like 20 people in the room. Mm-hmm. Everybody from, you know, Morgan Creek, from, you know, everything. And so, um, Somi's the last one. She's walking by me. And, you know, I'd only seen Somi one time, you know, before this. Mm -hmm. And so, Somi's walking by me and she puts a fist out like that. And I'm like, oh, and we fist bump. And she's like, winks at me like, you know, like like I'm her guy. You know what I mean? And so, I'm like, "Eh, that's a good sign. That's a casting director. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah. So, now I'm getting hyped. Like, ooh, ooh. You know, and so... um, also, what happened, Demetrius Chip Jr., who plays Tupac, mm-hmm. he walks out of another room, and I see him. Is that like, the first time seeing him? Yeah, that's my first time like, seeing him. And be like, God damn them. Like, just yeah, like I, I literally, I looked out, I was like, well, I know who's playing Tupac. Because <laughs> 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 yeah. we didn't even speak or anything. Right. He was just walking by. And I was like, damn, yeah, well, that's obviously Tupac. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, I go into there, and this this part of the story gets real cool. I saw it. I'm like, please don't call me first. And of course... Because I wished it. <laughs> exactly. First. Like, yeah, Dominic, you're going to go first. I'm like, fuck me. And so um, I go in there, you know, and the nerves hit a little bit because you have so many people in mm-hmm. there. And um, But then, like I said, this time it's different. LT, you know, he's excited. He wants mm-hmm. Boom to see me. Mm-hmm. Somi's excited, you know. And uh, and they're, this is huge. You know, they're picking their sugar. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I'm in there. I do my I do the audition. And they're like, you know, whoa, whoa, yeah, do it again, do it again. 
And then Benny was like, uh, you know what? He was like, man, where's Demetrius? And they were like, well, he just went back to the hotel. They were like, get somebody back there, get pick him up, and bring him back here. Uh, I want to see some chemistry. want to see these two together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they were like, do you mind? Can you stick around a little longer? And I was like, I'm literally here only to do this. So, yeah, <laughs> I, whatever you guys want, I could right. be here all day and night. You mm-hmm. know, this is what I'm here for. And they were like, cool, you know. And so um, I went and went to lunch and went mm-hmm. to Starbucks, you know, while they arranged that. And they got rid of the rest of They did all the other auditions, got mm-hmm. done with those people. So about two hours later, you know, they call and they're like, hey, you know, you, you ready? Demetrius on the way back. You know, can you meet us back? And I'm like, yeah. So I come back and um, uh, uh, Angela. Oh, God, why can't I remember Angela's last name? She's going to kill me. Uh, she's an acting coach. And uh, Angela Gibbs. Okay. And so Angela Gibbs is a phenomenal acting coach, and she's who was working with Demetrius before and then stayed on the whole movie. Okay. And so they put us with her first because Demetrius and I had never met. And so they worked on chemistry. So we did, she had techniques and stuff. She's like, I want to get y'all bonded as quick as possible. Mm-hmm. And so, Just before y'all went in the room? Yeah, it's before we went in the room. Okay. They gave us 15 minutes. Oh, like, you got 15 minutes, <laughs> you know, get them together. And they threw in another scene. Okay. And so we had to learn the scene and, <laughs> and bond. bond. Yeah, yeah. so we're sitting across from each other doing like bonding, you know, exercise and sitting. She's so phenomenal because it worked. Mm-hmm. And um, and Demetrius, me and him hit it off. That was the other good thing. Our chemistry was like that. Mm-hmm. You know, we were cool. Like, oh, yeah, you cool. Yeah, yeah. Right. And um, he's in pock mode and the whole nine, you know. He's got his <laughs> new, flicking his Newport around. Yeah, he's all in it, you know. So he was smoking that cigarette like a motherfucker, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he doesn't even smoke. That's he the was crazy handling thing. That yeah, thing, he just smoked for the movie, right. yeah. And uh, so we do the exercises, learn the role, and uh, I can't remember what the other the new part was, but the main thing that we really home run it on was the uh, the Clinton prison facility scene. Mm-hmm. Where I'm getting him to sign the death row, right. and so I knew that was my moment. I was like, now I'm here with the lead, and I know they're looking to see us together how that works, right. so I can really go ahead and bring it home from here. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm hyped now because mm-hmm. now I'm not worried about can I get if my do I even have a chance. Now my nerves are gone because mm-hmm. I'm like. Only I can fuck it up from here. Mm-hmm. That's my mentality on that. It's also a meaty scene, so yeah. you can have fun. Right, right. right. It was deep. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, we come in there, and, you know, they're like, all right, you know, you know, let's do this. And so they sit. Me and Demetrius are sitting in chairs. It actually takes place at a table. Originally, I was going to be sitting down at that table looking across at him. Right. And uh, so, you know, we're sitting in chairs <laughs> facing each other, right? So, you know, and say action. So I start doing my scene and stuff like that. And I lean in real close to him, looking him dead in his eyes. And I'm telling him, like, you see the intensity right. of that, you know, I want you on death row. You know, and this is what I'm going to do for you, et cetera, et cetera. And then when they said cut, you know, then the whole room just like, you know, woo. Right. Like, oh, this is crazy. Right. Do it again. Do it again. <laughs> you know, Somi packed all her stuff up. <laughs> this literally happened. Somi was like, it's too much too much fire up here. I'm going to the back. So you got to stuff moved to the back row. <laughs> Benny, we got two cameras on her. Benny pulled out his phone. Oh, he was okay. like, I got to get this on the phone. You know, mm-hmm. and then they we did it like four more times, really wow. just for their enjoyment. Mm-hmm. They were just like, it was a, a win, you yeah. know what I mean? And we did it, and every time it got more and more intense. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, you know, they were going off. They mm-hmm. weren't, usually they'll hide it. But they were just like, you know, we found our sug. You're like, yes. And um, so, you know, we get done with that. Uh, and me and Demetrius leave out of room like, thanks. You know, we'll, we'll be in touch, et cetera, et cetera. We got to talk and stuff now. So mm-hmm. me and Demetrius left the room. And it's like 9 o'clock at night by this point, And the whole office is pretty much empty now. 
and me and Demetrius are alone in the hallway and we walk out and he looks at me and he was like, man, you got it. <laughs> and I was like, man, I appreciate that. Make sure you relay that to them. <laughs> <laughs> so was he already cast? Yeah, he was already okay. pod. Yeah, okay. yeah, he was already cast. And he was like, yeah, you got it. He said, like, I don't even see who else they could get to do that. Right. And then we dapped up, you know, and I left. And I was like, man, the, the damn lead was like, you should have it. They went excited. I was like, I got this. Mm-hmm. All right, so now fast forward, I go home. And again, two more weeks goes by. <laughs> wow. They love to make you wait this time, man. They love to make you I'm wait. I'm like, how yeah. did I not get this role? Damn. Like, are you kidding me? And um, so then, you know, I'm actually riding around. Um, it's like December. It's like mid-December. And um, so I'm riding around. I don't remember where I was going, but my agent calls me and he's like, hey, I'm, you know, he's like, he's like, sorry, you know. No, he's like, what are you doing? You know, like. Like, That's you know, always a good call, right? Because he That's never—he only calls call. me for business. You <clears throat> right. know, we don't like talk. We didn't <laughs> talk and hang out. And uh, so he's like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, oh, "I'm going." And it's—you know—it's like eight at night. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, "We just shut down the car shop." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, I don't remember what I was doing. I was like going somewhere. And he was like, "Okay, how was your day?" And I'm like, "You know, it, it was good. It was pretty chill. <laughs> was like, Did you had dinner yet?" And I'm like, what the fuck do you want? <laughs> like, what do you want? Why are you calling me? Because right. in the back of my head, I'm like, is he going to tell me something good? Like, come on. And he was like, well, you know, I'm in McDonald's. had to pull over out of the line because I just got a phone call. Congratulations. Uh, you are Suge Knight and the two. See, I almost get teary and shit like that. I love it. Yeah. And, and I literally, you know, just from my, my hard work and my build all those years, you yes. know, I didn't know what that would feel like because I knew I already knew, we already knew it was going to theaters worldwide, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, and that's why it was so much on it. And um, you know, I, I literally I dropped to one knee. You know, mm. of course, I said thank you to the man upstairs, yes. and mm. it was weird because I had never been in that place before, so I didn't know what it. I knew what I thought it felt like, mm. and it was just so much, just like lifted. You know, I was on cloud nine right. because it was all like the hard work, the culmination of all mm-hmm. the hard work. And because as an actor, in the back of your mind, you believe you can make it one hundred percent. You think you believe one hundred percent. Then when that happens, then you realize there was still a little percentage of me that wasn't sure if I really mm-hmm. was. Mm-hmm. And you really are confronted with that in that moment, right. you know. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, but congratulations, right. mm-hmm. you know, you made it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Did anything change for you as an actor? Mm. And then also, did anything change in terms of your connection with the material relative to the public's expectations Mm -hmm. of such a big piece? Uh, You know what? Does any of that even matter? Well, honestly, my attitude, my attitude for uh, even when I would do the the, the $150,000 projects, my attitude was always... Think like you're doing a fifty million dollar right. project. Always. So I always prepared, even for the little cheap movies, as if I was doing a huge major mm, movie. Right. Mm. So that no matter, because my thing was like, I don't care what everybody else does. When people watch, and they look back and they watch this. I want them to go, "Damn, that dude is. He was on point. You know, he was good. Thank you. He was good. He was on point. You know, mm. and that was that's why they liked me because mm. they were like, we can pay this, but we're getting a <clears throat> top caliber actor. Right. You know, I just, the world didn't know I was mm-hmm. a, you know, higher caliber actor yet. And so the producers loved me, you know, on the smaller projects. It was like, this dude comes hard. Like, right. he's getting paid out the ass mm-hmm. and we're giving him 300 bucks. <laughs> you know? right. But I knew where I wanted to get to. And right. I knew I had to carry that all the way through from when I had nothing to, you know, the bigger projects. Mm-hmm. And so 
in answer to your question of that, I was still in that same mind frame, you know, so it was all preparing me to get to there. And um, I did, it did change like, you know, you know, you're in the big leagues now, you know, so. Yeah, you're in a major movie, about yeah, to come in theaters. So like, you know, you got to really be on point. Mm-hmm. So I think I did like go a little harder with the study and I'm playing somebody real, right. which I had never done before. And I'm playing Suge Knight. So I let right. something I normally wouldn't do, mm-hmm. I pretty much let that the studying of that role consume my life, you know, for, you know, the next couple of weeks. And just really delving. I was like, I got to know this dude's mind. I got to know how he moves. I got to know how he blinks his eyes. You know, if he has a twitch in his lips. Everything. Sometimes I would sit there for like two hours just staring at Suge's picture. Trip, I, and I buy that too. Because there was moments where, like there's a moment in the movie where I forget what happened, but... You guys were standing outside, like at a studio or at a courthouse or some shit, mm-hmm. and Pockenham was doing something, and you said something to him, and he walked in, and the camera ends on you, and you you kind of stand there, and you put the thing in your mouth, and it's like you like they didn't say cut, so it's like I'm still rolling, yeah. you like still this is when he was yelling about you still in the moment of something. Yeah. There was just one particular moment. I really I can't remember where it is. I just remember this being. You probably remember there was there was the core talking scene. Yeah, right. talking to me crazy. Right. Crazy. Yeah, but there was a yeah. That's it. When he was talking <laughs> to you crazy, and 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 but but you stayed in it. Yeah. When other people would have been like. He said cut by now, didn't he? Yeah, no, but it, were, it, it just lingered on you for yeah. like a while. You if know a director I mean? rolls for 10 more minutes in silence after that, I'm not breaking character right. until he says cut. Right. You See, know that's I mean? like, that's the gold you want. There's always something that happens right before you call cut. Mm-hmm. When, it's right, when, the, when the scene is over with the dialogue. Mm-hmm. But the, act, the actors stay in character. They'll give you something. You you let it go for what ten? You know, a few seconds, yeah. maybe ten seconds, mm-hmm. and you'll find something. You there'll be something that you that you're gonna want to use in the cut because uh, it, if the actors are committed, if they're committed, yeah. they'll you know they, they understand you're rolling because there's always a moment that's in, in, in life that you're like you're thinking about yourself you're not yeah. you're inside of yourself for a moment and that's what you're capturing right. you know and that's like all, it's always the best kind of acting you know right. well, well here's here's something I'd add to that is <clears throat> one of the things I used to do when I was an actor is um, playing off of this what you're saying is mm-hmm. they would say cut and I would stay for just a few extra seconds because mm-hmm. what happens is and we know this now that we're behind the scene sometimes the DP is in and he didn't push Cut yet. Yeah, so you know what I mean? Or sound didn't hit cut. So there's still something else going on. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the other thing that I always do is I never start on action. Mm-hmm. I always give it like a one, two, then I go. Because I give gives you a moment for yeah. them to have, you know, just a little I bit do, more I do the to stretch. Same thing, yeah. ne- People always annoy me. It's like action. And I'm like, give it a fucking beat. Yeah. Give it a yeah. beat. I always, Let it always breathe for a beat. second. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it sounds like you already naturally have that, yeah. that ability. And That's I, I love directors that, you know, they, they don't push you to jump right from action. Right. I love, of course, like, you're like, dude, it's been five minutes. Like, what are you doing? You know? <laughs> but, you know, they, they give you that room to breathe a little bit so you can feel what you're saying, right. not just saying what you memorize. Right. You know what I mean? And so I take that moment to really, and I'm getting in, you know, that mode before they yell, uh, action, but that's when everything gets silent. Everybody's on point. You know, mm-hmm. nobody's moving around anymore. Mm-hmm. So you really get clarity, and mm-hmm. you know, to focus on uh, what you're trying to do in that scene. And so, yeah, I, I do the right. same thing where I'll, I'll give it a beat and uh, and then go into it. You know, in character. Yeah, well, because it's the thing where that you know as the director that 
like you said, it gets quiet, and there's, yeah. there's and th- and that that moment of concentration, and that you know that you got to let the the actors have that moment of concentration, mm-hmm. and it's this, and the machine is so distracting, but it all goes away once you know they hit the clapboard, yeah. and so you just really got to like uh, it's just smarter as you as a director because then, you know like. Everything in your head before the take. That what was the notes? What was the that stuff? All kind of like goes away, and then you're there in the moment, and then yeah. it just kind of becomes instinctual. You know, I'm sure because you are, you know, I've mentioned this improv stuff that you do a lot. It's like then that part kind of takes over. Yeah, like and it's just like it just kicks in. You know, right, you just, exactly. just I can just go. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then I have this I have this innate gift um, that developed over time, where when I'm acting. The cameras, people, everything dis- disappears. Mm. You know, that's I, important. I, I think there was a movie, uh, uh, Biker Boys. Did you ever see that? Of course. Mm-hmm. And you remember when he would drive? He was racing. Everything would kind of just disappear. Right, he was just right. in his own. He was zone. in his own. Right. Yeah, that's what happens to me. It wasn't always like that, but over time, and I call it a gift because mm-hmm. it's like I don't give myself credit for that. You know, mm-hmm. it was given to me. You know, so, but I, and that's kind of in that moment, that mm-hmm. beat. It's like action, and it's like all that shit just kind of drips right. away. And I'm right. really there because for me, I want to live the scene. Mm-hmm. I don't want to just act it out. You know what I mean? I want to feel what that character is feeling because I believe that that projects to the audience and I make them feel right. what I'm feeling or the intention that I have. And people, you know? don't, people don't realize exactly how <clears throat> difficult it is to act. Yeah. You're on a, we're on a close-up of you mm-hmm. and the cameraman in the AC is right freaking yeah. two feet away from you, yeah. you know, with the camera right up on you and the AC is sitting there chewing gum. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? While you're in the yeah. middle of an intense scene, but yeah. the angle is from your point of view looking at somebody. Right. Is, it's yeah. a lot of work. You got to be able yeah, to like, zone like, that yeah. shit like out. The machine you know? has got a lot of... I remember the first time I, was, I did something uh, out here mm. and it was like we got this actor and he was really good in the audition and he, he was good doing the rehearsals. Um, but you know, when he came to set and he, you know, the lights, the camera all in his right. face, the big lens and right. all, it's just like, he couldn't, he couldn't handle it. Right. And then I've I, seen that. And I was kind of, I was kind of like, wait a minute, this is the moment you, that you wanted. Right. You wanted this moment, but I, but, but, but everyone wants that moment not knowing what that moment is yeah. and they don't know like. The boom is coming at you. The technicalities of it. All this kind of stuff. And it's like, it's, and it's never, like you said, it's not as easy. And it's awkward. It's, it's, Sometimes it's, you're you in know, an awkward position. Yeah, yeah, you're going to stand somewhere. For you, yeah. but to us, it looks just for right, you. Exactly. You know what I mean? You're going to hit your mark and <laughs> right. you can't move your head because right. you're going to be out of foot. There's right. a lot that you got to do. And, and it's the concentration. It's yeah. the really can you focus right then, right, right there. Push everything aside, of so the person you're that you're in the scene with, yeah. and with all this kind of like you know like how far I got to stand, is he on the Apple box or whatever the hell it is? Yeah. That's all got to go, right. and right. that's like the sign of someone who can and that and that level of concentration is what um, it's the kind of thing that allows you to do, you know to, like you said earlier when they brought you in on on um, unsolved mm-hmm. oh you take a song because it's two takes right out because you can get there yeah. quickly right. it's, it's not like three or four takes just to get there. Right, you know, because they you don't have that really on a luxury on a television television yeah. shoot. So. And, the, and the benefit of educating yourself, um, and I say it's so important because the the camera guys, you know, they're always impressed when I, I speak their language, you know, so to speak. Um, or if I notice something, if a director wants me to do X Y Z, 
well, because I have some knowledge of, you know, the how the camera works, the measuring and all that mm-hmm. stuff, the one thirds and all that, that, you know, I can say, well, I, you know, we can't do that because if I do what you're trying to get me to do, then we're going to break focus. Right. And then, how do you know that? <laughs> and the cameraman's like, he's right. <laughs> Preparation. Right. You know, but I, I, you know, because of the production side and, you know, I, I give credit to my producer partner, mm-hmm. Jason Beecham is his name. He um he's such shout out he, to Jason. What's up? Yeah, <laughs> he knows like everything, like with cameras, mm-hmm. the equipment, the shots, and the measurements. <laughs> yeah, right he's, right. I call him nuts and bolts. Right. Like, I'm the I'm the big picture guy. Mm-hmm. Right. You want all the details and what you need, cameras, mm-hmm. lighting, grips, all. You need to talk to nuts and bolts guy. He knows all of that. Yeah, so I've learned a lot from him. That's why you have like, a team. Right. He's right. like, you know, we want to get the shot like this. And I'm like, why? Well, this is called this, and this, and this right. is what we got to do with the camera. I'm like, all right. So he'll break down stuff to me. And so I, over time, I learn, like, okay, so when I'm looking at certain things, I know, mm-hmm. well, you know, before we get rolling here, you say yeah. you want to do that? Because, it's big. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, you see, that's the thing that I think is a sign of, like, a good director is that he'll, he or she will walk the actor through what they're doing technically mm-hmm. because it because it helps you to understand oh this okay this is why we're doing this shot this is what we, I thought we just did the take you said was amazing what, like, we're doing it again why and, or whatever it is you so so you understand like what that is you know yeah. maybe we gotta do this I but mean where, where the end of the frame is where, where the frame is right. you, you know what I'll, I'll never forget that story that Jay Moore told us mm-hmm. with Tom Cruise when he's acting with Tom Cruise. Yes. Okay, so they're doing this scene and they're all this talk, all this time talking. And in the middle of the take, Tom Cruise is like he's he's using his finger to like push him. So it's Tom's to the close left. up. It's Tom's close up. Uh-huh. And he's just like move to the left. Just, oh, he's telling it, him like just, just a little bit, a little bit, you know. <laughs> and the thing is, he doesn't even break. You know, he, like he's still committed to the scene while yeah. he's doing that. And it's right yeah, here. Right he's here. doing all his shit and he's going like this at the same yeah. time. Yeah, and yeah, I was like, see, that. you're in. Because you know, because he knows what the, yeah. what the shot's gonna be, everything like that. And I was like, "That's yeah." Because Act, acting in film is more than yeah. just acting. Yeah, you know what I mean. You know how excited directors and uh, DPs get when the actor is walking through the scene with the because normally you'll see it like the actors to the side or sitting in the right. chair doing what they're doing, and the DP and the director like this, you know, arranging. Okay, right. how can we get the shot like this? But when you're there with the actor and it's like, okay, I'm going to move like this. Right, we're blocking so, it. And you guys want to do that. And we're all three talking mm-hmm. like, okay, boom. Now they don't have to figure it out and then bring the actor in. Okay, so this is what we decided we're going to do. And this right. and walk me through that. No, we're walking through it together. Saves time. Boom, we're rolling. Mm-hmm. And I know they don't have to break down, well, this is what this means. You know, it's like yeah. I, because I know they don't have to talk in layman's and, you know, other stuff. Mm-hmm. And so we're just, oh, that's what it's we're an doing. Asset. Cool. Right. Let's roll. And they're like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> you, know? uh, you mentioned you're writing and producing out too. Mm-hmm. Are you doing that in terms of bringing in light the things you'd like to see yourself in? Do you ever, are you ever concerned about being typecast, mm-hmm. playing the roles that big dudes would get? Does that even enter your mind at all? That's a good uh, no, I mean, of course, playing Shug, especially more than once, you know, I get the, you know, my word about typecasting question, you know, more often now. Um, and no, it doesn't worry me. I mean, as you see, my look changes a little and then, you know, I drop like right now I drop like 110 pounds. Wow. You know, so, so you went all the way up for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so. Um, <laughs> and it's so, a blessing to be clear. I'm not, I'm not knocking yeah. it. Hey, no, take I the work where you can get the work sometimes. Right. right. 
So, but I play so many other different kinds of characters. I'm one of those actors, like, I kind of like to go opposite. So, this is the first time, like, I still stayed in that lane. Mm -hmm. Um, But for me, A, there's not a lot of um, people that they're making movies about. Because, you know, an actor, it's like the coup de grace to play somebody living, you know, and star in a movie or something, (laughs) playing somebody living Mm -hmm. and nail it. Mm -hmm. You know, make their family or friends. Like, with Suge, I cared about Mm -hmm. what the audience thought. But I cared the most. I wanted to get hear a compliment or something from a family member or somebody who mm. really knew him. Like, right. how have you not met this Did dude? You get anything? You so, yeah, yeah, his wife. Really? Uh, or I think his fiance, one of his sons. Right. You know, he's like, he told me at the premiere. He's like, I looked up and I saw my dad. And he's like, Damn. nobody ever gets him. Right. He's like, that's him. He was I'm like, telling you, he was in it, dude. He, he was, was like, that subtlety you had <clears throat> right. and where you just never really knew where your mind was mm-hmm. and what could happen. He's like, that was my dad. Right. Not that crazy, you right. know, uh, just a crazy thug or animal stuff. Mm-hmm. Shook was intelligent, mm-hmm. you know. He was cunning and, you know, <laughs> he was premeditated. He was almost, uh, keep it up. He was like snake-like to me. Yeah. If yeah. that makes sense. Like I can hear you channeling, yeah. you know, like he would, you know, he was playing chess. He was fucking yeah, with you. exactly. But he would fucking cut you at the same time. Right. Matter of fact, he wouldn't. He would have somebody else do it. Right. And one of, one <laughs> of the biggest, I mean? one of the biggest ways he kept a lot of people in check around him was, and this is from people who knew him and was at death row and, right. you know, around him, was... You never really knew what he was thinking, mm. like he, like you saw in the movie. Right. You know, you he could buy you all night long, buy you dinner, bottles of champagne. You're partying, but you don't know he's or he's thinking the whole time. This is you know to set up in the end right. where you get right. beat. Let, let me show you my books. Let me show you the books. And right. then like the the dinner scene was a <laughs> yeah, perfect the dinner scene right. was, oh, yeah. Yeah. was a perfect example. It's a celebratory time. I make the little speech. But you don't realize the whole time until I start getting near this one guy, the, then the mood kind of starts changing. Like, mm-hmm. hey, wait a minute. That was like a celebratory thing. Like, what's about well, to happen? Well, you know what? It, it, <laughs> like, like, like that scene reminded me of the scene in Untouchables when, uh, when Robert De Niro hit, breaks that guy's head with the, with the baseball bat. Right, you know, right. You're like, you don't expect it. And I, and I thought that was a really, really good moment in, your, like, in, the, in, in the dinner scene with you guys. I was like... Um, I mean, it's interesting because it's like with Suge, you kind of know there's always going to be violence when he's around. I mean, there's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's there's a very, very high, like high probability that that violence is going to break out. So you kind of mm-hmm. felt something could happen at that table. Yeah, you just, didn't you're know, like, but you well, what are you doing here? What? Like, well, yeah, what are you doing in front of all these people or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, yeah. he, and he didn't give a fuck. He didn't give a fuck. They, they were, you guys were in the main part of the yeah. what do they call that that area where they block you guys off where the, the nice meals go, mm-hmm. and then the rest of the door was wide open. Yeah, the rest of the. The, the customers are right out this there. It's a super high-end restaurant. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and that was actually based off of a, a real scenario oh, that I'm happened. Sure. I forget the Ooh. name of the restaurant. Uh, but yeah, this was based off a real totally thing. Totally believe it. Totally and, believe it. Um, so, you know, yeah, so we, we went through that. And the, the actual, and this is the other importance of being on point and knowing your shit as an actor when you go into these things and participating. Right. Uh, some actors, not all, but some actors, especially the newer ones, I was at that same point mm-hmm. too, where you don't know we can really participate right. and go to the director and be like, I'm really feeling you know, X, Y, Z, like the part where you see where um, in the dinner scene where you know doing the whole uh, you know mashing food in his face and all that, right, right, right. And then it's like supposed to end. They're supposed to grab him and snatch him, what you see where they drag him out and beat mm-hmm. him down. But that original choke scene wasn't in there. Mm. And I was like, how dope would it be if we're smashing the food and you think it's over, but it's just like, you know, not nah, ain't enough. You know, right. grab him up by his neck, choke the shit out of him. Right. And the guy has to, one of my guys has to be like, you know, shook, shook, right. you know, shook, you know. 
And, you know, so Benny was like, yeah, I think that would be dope. Let's try mm -hmm. it. You know, and so, you know, you got that moment where, you know, we're done. And I'm like, you know, right, and no, fuck. And I grab him back up, you know, and it's like, oh, shit. Right. And then they drag him out, right. you know. But that came from me being on point and talking to Benny and like, you know, hey, wouldn't it, you think it'd be dope if we did that? Or like the plate breaking, that wasn't mm -hmm. planned. I was just going too hard. Right. I was in the zone too much right. the first time we did it. And I grabbed it and it's just supposed to stab it, stab it in the steak, oh, you know, leave okay. it sitting there in the steak. When I hit he, it. He got, he got Bam Bam syndrome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I didn't, I didn't know it was going to be that easy to break. You right. know? So, you know, it was in the zone and I grabbed it and boom, and the mm -hmm. plate just broke perfectly in the four right. pieces and was sticking in the steak. That was cool. <laughs> yeah, and Benny was like, oh, my God, I loved it. We got to do it again. Let's get some more plates, you know. And then that made the scene, you know. And so then they did the little close in on the yeah, plate breaking. Yeah. So I had to break it again. I don't know what those plates were, but they, you know, perfectly broke again, you know. So just the little things like that. No, you're going to say, I just want to say one thing. Um, you said, you know, to, to, to like to go to the director. I think a lot of, you're right, that's something that actors don't, necessarily feel they have the the license to do but i think I, I that's what directors love the most mm. to a degree because you it's again it shows it shows that you're committed and that yeah. that you thought through this moment with the character mm. uh so much that you're gonna say this is this is my suggestion yeah. And if you're really in, you know, and if you guys had developed that trust through the process, then he or she is going to listen to you and really respect it. And they're going to love it because there's so much shit going on in their mind that they're juggling yeah. that, that, that those little small little like, you know, sprinkles of sugar, yeah. they might not think to suggest that. And they really want that from... The actors. I mean, you hear about stuff like that all the time when actors do it. You know, mm -hmm. like that famous, famous scene in Raiders of the Lost Ark with the, with the guy with the sword and he's swinging it and Harrison is sick. And he's like, what if I just shoot him? Now, granted, it helps him because he's sick. <laughs> yeah. But he's like, if I but it's like, oh, yeah, that just works. So it is, it's, yeah. it works. You know, and right. you kind of think about it, you know, because like all that can happen is, is he can say, no. Yeah, uh, it's, exactly. it's cool what you're doing right now. Just, just keep going with that, you right. know. And he's not shutting you down. Because necessarily, because they, because there might be a vision, but that is part of the collaboration. That that, that the whole yeah. process has to be that more. It makes every, you know, like part of, of like of making the project that much more exciting. You know, because ultimately, what you always want. Again, back in the editing room is to be surprised. Where's that moment? Oh, he did that shit in that take. Right. You know, yeah. there's there's always stuff that you see in a take. In the editing room, that you didn't see on set. Oh, right. you know, you yeah. just, oh, I didn't know he did that then. Like, the, like it wasn't really, wasn't really on you; it was on you. Right. But you did something, and then or whatever yeah. it is. Um, so yeah, yeah. There's a shift that happens with actors, at least for me, and what I've noticed in some others, that you go from we, we don't realize the responsibility we have until later. You know, you go from just being happy that you got a job, that you got casted. <laughs> right. So you're on set humble, like, you know, whatever the director tells me to do, that's what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. You don't realize the responsibility of what you've been hired to do. And uh, especially when you start getting starring roles or co-starring roles, you know, you're just like, I'm just happy they cast. I don't want to do anything to piss anybody <laughs> off, you know. And so, uh, and then once you start getting more and more, you know, serious roles and stuff, then you start realizing, you get that comfort of, mm -hmm. you know, especially when you get fame and things like that, you get comfortable with, you know, now you're not trying to be somebody, you're already somebody and they respect you. 
you know, and so you go, you transition from that. I'm just here to follow orders, mm-hmm. and you transition to collaborate. Yeah, collaborate. Mm-hmm. And you realize, oh, I'm hired to collaborate. Right. The director's not here to teach me to act. Right. You know, the director's here to direct what I've been hired to bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and I have to explore those things, and he corrals you in or yeah. loosens you out, yeah. you know, or whatever. And so I learned a very good lesson about that on a, a funny, funny little quick story. I was working on a movie called Bolden. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know if I'll ever be out. It's a huge movie. Spent about two hundred million dollars on it. Wow! And we probably will never see it. <laughs> it starred Anthony Mackie originally. Really? Yeah. But right before he left there to go do Hurt Locker, that's how long ago it was. Oh wow! And they did reshoots probably like for the next <laughs> six, seven years. <laughs> and um and uh and have a whole new guy starring in it now. The whole nine they <laughs> went basically reshot the film. Yeah, it's crazy. But I was talking to the director, uh, Dan Pritzker, and um, we were doing this scene, and I was like, in the scene, it wasn't written for me to respond to the nurse. I was playing an orderly in the asylum taking care of Bolden. Okay. And um, the nurse says something to me, and it, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it's something that, it was a question, but I just don't respond. So it's like, in the script, it's not written, mm-hmm. a response is not written to her. And I was like, this, it doesn't really make sense. And it's like, it's, it comes off as either rude or like I'm slow or something because she's saying this to me and I'm just like, <laughs> you know, I said, I told him, I said, I really feel like, you know, and I was kind of like, should I bring it up? You know, and I was like, you know, what? I'm going to bring it up because it's for the good of the film. And I was like, I really feel like in that moment I should respond to her instead of just be silent and look crazy. Mm. And he was like, he looked at me, he said, well, that's why we pay you the big bucks. <laughs> and you know that resonated with yeah. me because he was it was kind of like what are you waiting on like this right. is why we hired you right. do it mm. do your thing if we don't like it we'll change it but why are you asking me you know and I was like damn mm. yeah that is what I'm getting paid to That's do <laughs> yeah, right so I was like from there I really was like right. okay dude you have a responsibility to bring you know all kinds of things to this it's his job to say yay or nay what'll right. work you know, but and you know some produce, you know some directors would be like, all right, you know, well I really feel like this. All right, give me one my way, and then I'll give you one your way, right. and then whichever one is you know works, that's what we'll keep. You know, and you know sometimes directors do that just to get the actors shut up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> some, I learned that too. Sometimes, sometimes, <laughs> but sometimes because it might be a little while before you look at it again, uh. you'll look at it and be like, that motherfucker was right. Yeah, that was way better. We've yeah. done it. Well, Sometimes yeah. Well, right. here the, the thing about the thing about that is is that yes, they do it to you know to I don't say placate you, but just to like uh, because the whole thing is I don't want to shut you down creatively, yeah. right? And and I want you to have that license to come in and 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 bring up ideas and bring up oh this character would do this. I, this is what I would do now at this moment mm-hmm. because. You want to be surprised. I keep saying this all the time. Like, and anything that you see, and it could be something as subtle as I'm gonna raise my eyebrow. At, you know, at, at the, when the, she, like, you know, the, like she asks you that question, that you don't, as opposed to this blank look, you just raise your eyebrow, like, oh, really? And it's like that's your answer, but that could just be the one thing that when you're editing the movie. Um, which people who are good, they're, they're editing on set, they're thinking about it. They're like, 
oh, that'll give me that little moment because maybe it's a heavy, heavy scene. Mm-hmm. And then that little eyebrow will, 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 will ease out the tension that I need to get us to the next scene. Because right. you're always going to be like playing that up and down with the emotional flow of the movie. Um, yeah, I'm, I mean, you know, and the big thing is not to shut the actor down. Let the actor know that you're collaborating, that this is, you know, like you, like you said, what's, you know, like, like what's really good of the movie? Because that ultimately makes people say, I want to bring him back. I want to bring her, like her back. What was that last movie that we worked on together? I, you know, and he, he just made it fun for me. Right. Uh, Cause it's all about how, I mean, it's, if it, if it's going well, it's fun for everybody but it's still a lot of pressure on the director because yeah. he's balancing every or yeah. he's balancing everything right. and thinking about like what did we shoot what did we still got to shoot did i miss shot i mean all this kind of stuff is going on yeah. and just like he made it i mean you hear about these actors who 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 are like that like oh, God, um, yeah. what's the guy's name uh Guzman is like mm-hmm. that. Like you, you wonder why he's in so much stuff, and it's right. like because he got to be so such right. a joy on the set. Well, yeah. Tom yeah. Hanks and Meryl Streep, yeah. they have something to say. Yeah, they yeah. got to rewrite the whole <laughs> script for them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, before we wrap it up, let me just say this. Tell us a little bit about um, Unsol- Unsolved. Unsolved. Yeah. The Tupac and Biggie story. Yeah. And then um, when does it air? When does that come out? Uh, Unsolved, uh, produced by Anthony Hemingway, Kyle Long, Mark Taylor, mm-hmm. uh, NBC Universal. It's airing on USA. Uh, comes out uh, February twenty seventh, right. Tuesday. And um, that project, I originally turned it down because I didn't want to play Suge over and over and mm-hmm. over because I have one more, like really big project mm-hmm. uh, playing Suge over another one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I wish I could speak more on <laughs> it at this right, point, but it's what it is. Um, but it's yeah, it's it's the project at least okay. for me in my career. So okay. um, I knew I was going to do that already, uh, and so when this show came up, I was like, you know, I don't know. Yeah. and I didn't really know what it was. You know, yeah. I thought it was like a interviews and a reenact a few reenactments right. and stuff that's what i kind of thought it was but I yeah guess it's not. originally and i was yeah. like nah i'll pass you know yeah. and then tash right you know tash funny story tash, you know tash uh tash i did one of tash's projects uh daddy's home oh yeah yeah some okay. years back mm-hmm. yeah and so me and tash have been friends ever right. since and um so so tash called me mm-hmm. and uh i turned it down and you know the the she asked the producer and you know he was like hey he's not available and uh, she was like, what? So she called me. She said, what are you doing so big where you can turn out big shows? <laughs> and I was like, what? I said, Taz, what big show have I turned out? She was like, unsolved. I was like, Taz, I'm not doing that shit. And um, she was like, do you know? But the the casting, they called my agency, but they wouldn't give us any details. So uh-huh. we didn't know. All we knew was a little small piece of a write-up I seen yeah. when it was first started being like even kind yeah. of spoken on. And it didn't. That didn't say much. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, "No." Nah. Then Tash was like, "Yeah, it's NBC." Anthony Hemingway and Anthony, mm-hmm. I had been wanting to work with for a few years. So I was like, "That was my first like, oh, I gotta at least you know, we all know Anthony. meet them and talk." Yeah, great guy. Mm-hmm. And so, um, uh, you know, so Anthony, you know, so I was like, "Oh man!" Oh, so I called my agent back and I was like, "Hey, this is whole something different than what we thought." You <laughs> yeah. know, call him back. You know, let's let's talk. And so they did. And um, fortunately. Uh, those guys were like, yeah, let's bring them out. So they flew me out mm-hmm. for a day. We literally talked for like two hours with Anthony, Mark, and Kyle and myself. Mm-hmm. 
So you didn't have to audition for this one? No, 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 no. Well, I, I Taz, think they got enough tape yeah, on you. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Well, Taz brought them, brought me to their attention right. from All Eyes on Me because mm-hmm. she was supporting, you know, my right. movie with friends. And so she threw my name in the hat, you know, mm-hmm. so I got to give her that credit. And they were like, yeah, hell yeah. Right. And then we went through that whole song and dance. <laughs> and I met with them by the time we got done talking. I saw their vision and what they were wanting to accomplish. Right. And why they thought that I would be integral in that. And I was like, you know, wow. And I was still like, I was 80% in. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I just, I really need to see what this is going to look like. Mm-hmm. Because I've been through this gambit. I know it's a rough one. I know mm-hmm. it can go left or right. I don't feel like doing that again. <laughs> if it's not right, you know. Right. And then Anthony actually hit me. He was like, he sent me a link. He was like, look, do me a favor. Just watch the pilot. And then make your decision. So I was like, uh, all right. And I watched the pilot, and I was like, I'd be an idiot to miss yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, there's no, this is going to change the game. Right. Like, this isn't just a show. And the way he shot it and the, uh, some of the directors he brought on to shoot it was just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. The angles, the how they went about it, the direction, the writing. The writers were phenomenal. I was like, this is an Emmy show. Right. I'd be a moron to miss this. Right. I know it's going to at least be nominated for a bunch of Emmys. Good, good. And See, you know what? This could be like um, People versus OJ, right? Because yeah. uh, uh, this a friend of mine, he was one of the creators on it, and he was telling me during production, he kept saying to me, Sterling K. Brown is going to be a huge star. Oh, really? You know? And I was like, who the hell is Sterling K. Brown? This <laughs> right. uh, is the first time I saw him was you know, on yeah, OJ, he's yeah. like, He was like, mark my word, he's playing Chris Darden. And I was like, Chris Darden was so bland in the, in the <laughs> real life. How is this going to be cool? And then next thing you know, right. yeah, he's going up. So I'm saying, so yeah. this could be that opportunity for you. You know, it could yeah. usually be a thing. Or if it's Emmy nominated, like you said, I mean, like, obviously, like, because like, Anthony directed a, a bunch of episodes of People's OJ. So he's, yeah. I mean, he's just got a lot of heat behind him. So um, that's interesting. I mean, yeah. I mean, congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, thank you. And then when we got to filming, it was everything that I thought, you know, it was How many be. episodes did you do? Um, there's 10. I did seven. Oh, cool. So I'm not, I'm not in the first episode. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I think it's like, uh, I come in episode two. I think I'm off another episode and then Mm -hmm. often I didn't do episode eight, I believe, Mm -hmm. but I'm all the way through to the finale. Good. And, um, but man, and just what they want, Anthony really drew a lot out of me. You know, there were some scenes where I was like, that's it. And I mean, I'm literally going hard, you know, and he's like, I was like, that's the one, you know, everybody's like, woo, man, Anthony, come on. Yeah. So you're like, you're on five. I need you on 10. Damn. I was pushing five. I'm on five. Are you kidding me? That's good. What do you mean? I got tears in my eyes. My throat is, I'm hoarse. (laughs) You you said I'm on five. I couldn't get eight. And but it was it was good because he knew what he wanted to see, yeah. and he knew the actors he brought what he could get out of them. That yeah. was important. It's yeah. used, you know, to me um, that he knew where he could stretch his actors, That's you sure. know, and he got it. You know, I was like, all right, well, we're going to ten, <laughs> you know, and so and cool, it man. came out beautiful. Well, I appreciate, it, man. Thank you for coming. Thank you guys, man. You I know, I told you we just gonna chop it up. You know, have a conversation. Yeah. So hey, it's one of my favorite uh, interviews here. Sure. That's what's up. I like that. I like <laughs> Great that. I like episode. That. Thank you. Yes, most definitely. Dominique Santana, y'all. Cool. Say, so, hey, so you on Twitter, you on Facebook, tw- um, uh, Instagram, where you at? What you yeah, at? I'm on uh, Twitter, uh, Dominic Santana, this is capital D, D-O-M-I-N-I-C-S-A-N-T-A-N-A, mm-hmm. uh, all one word. And then on uh, Instagram, on if official Dom, D-O-M, Santana. Yes, yeah, so okay. official Dom Santana. And then Facebook. 
of course, just Dominic mm-hmm. Santana, and then okay. I think we have like a fan page, Dominic yeah. L. Santana. Okay. You know, so I'm out there. I'm out That's there. Where you at, Tracy? <clears throat> On Twitter, at the real Trey T-H-E-R-E-E-L-T-R-A-Y. Tracy Grant on Facebook, get at me on Twitter anytime. I got the gram too, but I don't even know my <laughs> Sadly. I th- you don't think you can tweet still me real and remind me. Yeah, I think the real Trey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So the gram, the gram and Twitter. <laughs> Where you at, Chris? Instagram and Twitter at um, unauthorizedcbd and at derrickbrothers.com. Right. What's up with the shirts? Why are you hiding on the shirt? <sighs> I was, you know what I was I'm starting so to see angry. a bunch of other people with different types of shirts trying to copy your stilo. You know I what's crazy that. is that is that I should have worn one to the meeting the other day. And right. I forgot. I should have. I would have like. I just wasn't thinking. I, I well, because I wasn't gonna come. Remember, I told you I, I didn't know if I was oh, gonna yeah, come. Oh yeah, you didn't. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've just been busy and I haven't had a chance to really like like do the push and everything like that. So. Um, hopefully the next week or so I'll have some more free time and drop some ads. Tell Dom, tell Dom what we're talking about. So I have a shirt that says it's the Queens of Cinema, mm-hmm. and it's got like the, it's got just the first names of like these these black female directors who are like oh, m- nice. m- m- making noise. Like it's like Ava DuVernay and like uh, Gina Prince Blythewood and Cassie Lemons and Victoria mm-hmm. Mahoney. It's like, it's like seven women mm-hmm. on there or something like that. D. So, Reeves, so, everybody. D. Reeves, yeah. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Right. See, my girl over there want one. See. <laughs> he knows most of them That's that. <laughs> and I'm your host Hilliard Guest you guys can find me on Twitter at Hilliard Guest you guys can follow the show Screenwriters RR on Twitter any questions screenwritersrentroom at gmail.com um, please go on iTunes uh, Apple Works whatever you guys use give us a five star review we need that for the metrics keep that shit out there um, um, big shout out to all the countries that are listening to the show we appreciate y'all um, still doing well in fucking uh, Canada is always like number two Australia fucking Brazil uh, the UK of course France Italy China Japan it's a trip China it's and Japan trip. wow <clears throat> I'm just naming a few y'all motherfucking South Africa I mean anyway um, so we appreciate y'all Good we thank y'all for listening taking that game in thank you again Dom we appreciate it my man hey, great episode was all mine man yes sir Y'all know how we do it on The Rant Room. On the show, we keep it real. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what, everybody? Wakanda. Wakanda. Peace, y'all. I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to The Rant Room Well, you gotta be a rider Till your fears are diminishing The doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind And the business got me stressed In the rent room We let that shit up off our chest You know the street nerds Got no time for no caca Sass in class Yes, that's Mr. Bolakaja Never have to guess When you're listening to Hilliard He gon' bring more game Than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline Into something enlightening Your pen and words Are like bullets in a gun Write what you feel Say what you want Welcome to the Red Room. Red Room. Red Room.